0: This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. This is Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on Twitter. And this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Welcome to The Obsessive Viewer. We're a weekly movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be it genre, trope, movie, or show, each episode. You can find back episodes at ovpodcast.com, find the blog at obsessiveviewer.com, and you can also sub- uh, subscribe. <laughs> to the subreddit at r slash obsessive viewer if you want to help support the podcast go to patreon.com slash obsessive viewer or you can simply leave us a rating and review on itunes it helps us out a lot and joining us in the studio today for his eighth guest appearance on the podcast yes mr robert feckes hello this is a
1: lovely studio you have here
0: yes so much kitty litter and cat and
1: cat a lot of cat cat here a
2: lot of cat She's,
0: she's. She makes her mark. She does. She does. Quite literally. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, this is your eighth guest appearance. So that's awesome. That You've, is. Uh, you win nothing. <laughs> absolutely nothing.
3: <laughs> Except the adoration of our uh, fierce fans.
1: Right, good, right. Good. Yeah. I, I hope to be getting panties in the mail. From, <clears throat> uh, Only a matter of time, uh, really. I
0: know. Well, I'll see how much postage is And <laughs> I'll go to the post office. <laughs>
1: My address is 1410 North Lindhurst. now. <laughs> Oh my god. Is that Is that the it's police police Is that shot. the police? <laughs> good god.
0: Anyway, um <laughs> and and it is also <laughs> <laughs> It is also storming during this which is, signifies spring which is a good uh way to introduce the spring of uh, my god, that, spring into this maybe. Spring. Yeah. Oh man, that's so great. Uh, that that's our good. That's our signal to spring into the discussion. I. Uh, that's that was too perfect. That was too perfect because oh, yeah. 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 Anyway, that's one word. Will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, so uh, yeah, I wanted to run through eighth guest appearance uh, for. Uh, listeners who aren't familiar with Feckus's work on the podcast he's been on eight episodes our interstellar episode college movies poltergeist a bunch of other ones um and we're glad to have you back i'm glad um, to be
1: back yeah. it's always enjoyable
0: it it is it is always fun and uh uh our, our mutual friend sam was on the podcast recently that, um,
1: that was an interesting episode
0: yeah yeah
1: i i hated <laughs> full house growing up so i didn't watch fuller house nor will i um <laughs> But his uh, extensive knowledge of Full House always, always uh, it's, it's it's peculiar. It is very peculiar. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> but yeah, that was a fun episode, and uh, yeah, so we'll have to have him on more. But today on the podcast, we are going to be reviewing Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Um, but before that, I kind of want to do this kind of rundown of, uh, um. Zack Snyder movies, cause in the past, uh, Ficus and Tiny, you guys have both been Snyder defenders in the past on the podcast. Yes, still am. And I'm, see, I'm curious how, uh, how this movie affects your guys' view of him. Um, but first I kind of want to go through his filmography and see what you, see what you guys think about each one, cause, um, for better or worse, before I, before I went to see Batman v Superman, I watched three movies of his all in a row, so, I want to make that worthy of my, the time I spent by having a brief segment on his career <laughs> um, in this episode. Um, so I don't remember which one came first, but did uh,
1: his first film his was Don of the Dead. Dead. Was yeah. it okay? Yeah.
0: Don of the Dead, which I loved. It was a it was a fantastic remake. Oh, uh, as far as
1: remakes go, you can't get better. Right. Um, agreed. Yeah, he he did a great job. Mm-hmm. And even, even taking the form of Fast Zombies, which I'm not a particular fan of. Right. Uh, still love that movie.
0: I, yeah, it came like shortly after uh 28 days later and that the whole Fasson be yeah, it was kind of Yeah, it was after, right? It was after, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was right. It was a couple years after. Mm-hmm. Um and I kind of wonder how much of the quality of that movie has to do with uh uh, uh James Gunn co-writing the script. True. Um
1: well, I didn't I didn't know James Gunn co-wrote that
0: script. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh that. yeah. He uh he co-wrote it and it's I mean it's a it's a tight script the the, it's good pace. It's very good pace. It's very fast paced and and it's <laughs> it's really it's, it's fast zombies. <laughs> yeah, and, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. um, I'm not doing well here. Um, no, it was it was a lot of fun. I own it. Proud to own it. It's a it's a shocktober staple in uh, in the the hurt uh, apartment slash podcast studio. Um, yeah, and then um, after that. Was three hundred after three hundred, yeah, 300, 300, right? yeah, which I saw once uh, when I was kind of tired. Um, oh man! Yeah, yeah. I haven't really watched it since. Love, um,
1: love three hundred.
0: Really? Yes. Does it hold up for you guys? It really does because you know
3: you have it's it's fantastic for what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, don't go in expecting an Oscar movie or a love story. It's a you know it's it's a very brash, manly, testosterone fueled. Action movie where people get slaughtered to death, and
1: mm-hmm. it
3: has super tacky dialogue. But that's kind of, that's yeah. what you want. I mean,
1: it's, it's what it, it fits the motif though, and it's, it does. Yeah, I remember coming out of that, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I wrote a Facebook post of after seeing 300, I now want to be a Spartan warrior, and it, <laughs> it, it made you, it. It was just such a great. Like ah guy movie. Yeah. It was so much fun It's still a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. I and, postered
1: it. It's postered.
0: Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. That that's very prestigious. And, you, in
1: the workout room, no less. Oh that's that right. Yeah.
0: That right next to my little pony. I like it. Um
1: yeah. uh,
0: anyway, um
1: There's nothing wrong with being a brony. I'm not saying there is. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying right.
0: that that you know, your tattoos speak for themselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> or your your mounds of there, there is written.
1: when you r- bring up uh your potpourri there is a brony subject i want to broach with you over your potpourri
0: Int- okay yeah. yeah
1: yeah interesting i don't know <laughs> if you are aware of uh what what has transpired with that but we'll get to- i
0: wow we'll we'll get to that right. i'm very curious about that too it's okay. that's gonna ruin that's gonna ruin the first sentence i say <laughs> about what i'm bringing up for potpourri <laughs> like it's gonna put a bad spell on it no no, 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 no. it is oh it is it is um <laughs> Anyway, more on that in about an hour. But, um, yeah, 300, I just, it just didn't really do much for me. It, maybe part of that's the context I saw it in. Maybe part of it is that, I mean, it's.
1: You should give it a second try. It, yeah. It's, I, I, could pop that. That's one of the movies for me. I could pop it in anytime. And, really? Yeah. I, I love that movie.
0: But you guys, I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm not into that type of movie. Like, like, sure. Yeah. Pure testosterone stuff. Also, and we'll get into this as we move. Uh, and it's fun to see Lena Headey
1: have sex with someone that's not supposed to be your brother. So <laughs> that's
0: true, yeah. S- speak for yourself. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean. That's messed up. Anyway. Um, so anyway, um, uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. And again, in this will get uh, I'll get more into this as we move forward. But um, Zack Snyder's style, I just I'm. His the way he shoots action. He's a very visual director. Very visual director and very, very much uh overly dependent on slow motion in I, every mm, fast. I, fly- I see.
1: Yeah, in three hundred, yeah. it's very slow motion. But he he's not that centric around slow motion in every single one of his films. And I feel like that whenever he does a slow motion film, he's like, oh, Jack Snyder's doing slow motion again. <laughs> it's like, look. Slow motion does fit sometimes.
0: It does, but it, but we'll get into this as we get further along. But I watched three of his movies and uh, before Batman v Superman. And well,
1: you you, two you watched them... two of his. You watched two. Batman <laughs>
3: I did. I, I did. I think he overuses it mm. a little bit. Mm. Um, but yeah.
0: anyway, sometimes
3: I think it does suit the I'm, scene very I'm well. I'm leaving.
0: We'll, we'll get more into that as we move forward. So, Watchmen with the I, the the actually very very well done opening uh, credit scene that's all in slow motion. Um, but, <laughs> but it, uh, uh. Moving along, uh, Sucker Punch all slow motion. In the <laughs> uh, anyway, um, no uh, Watchmen. Um, Watchmen is one
1: of my favorite comic book movies of all time.
0: I I wanted to rewatch it before seeing Batman v Superman. I wanted to put it in the roster because I really like it. I own it on Blu Ray and I'm looking at my shelf and. Stalling, it's on there somewhere, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. Tiny, what do you think of Watchmen? Uh,
3: I love the director's cut, the theatrical. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hmm. The, the theatrical yeah, version. Yeah, yes. It's it's, it's kind of good, um, but I, I think he just just pulled the frames off of the comic book, uh, the graphic novel. Do you um, say that in a criticism? No, in a in a. In a admirable way, because okay, that's yeah. hard to do. Absolutely. Um, people think it's easy to adapt something. It's not, because right. you have to follow it strictly, and I think he did, and that's a huge accomplishment. Well, um, and comic
1: books I, themselves have such a unique storytelling method. Right. It doesn't transfer to film that great at all.
2: Yeah.
0: I was listening to, um, I think it was the Slash Filmcast was reviewing Batman v Superman, and they had Drew McQueenie from hitfix.com on, and he was, they were talking about Watchmen, or, uh, yeah, Watchmen and he's he mentioned that Zack Snyder, um, he's, he's constantly at this kind of this, this, his constant struggle in his, in his career is that he's trying, like he'll, he'll, he wants to take an adaptation or take take a comic book and adapt it to film, but he wants to do it in a way that adapts like frame. Like he's, I forget the way that he phrased it, but it was something like, um, it's the dis the uh, discrepancy between taking a, taking a frame from a comic and, a frame of a film because in a, in a comic, the frames are designed to encompass as much of the, like a, like designed to have as much emotion of the scene in one still image right. while on film. It's, it's a moving thing and it's kind of a constant struggle for Zack Snyder to, to adapt that, um, that way. And he came closest to that with Watchmen, which he did a phenomenal yeah, job. Yeah,
1: I, I agree with that assessment.
0: Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that, that was just an interesting, uh, analogy or correlation that I, didn't really pick up on because i'm not too smart about it <laughs> um so yeah i really liked Watchmen. i need to watch it again um it is on my my blu-ray uh collection there it's also postered, it's postered. Nice. nice nice um nice to the homework bound the incredible journey <laughs> I know.
1: you know what uh I own a, uh, poster for Alvin and Chickmunks three road chip. <laughs> really? Like, oh the only reason I do is because we went to, uh, the Winter Beer Fest, uh, <laughs> at the state fairgrounds and the, uh, brew house, film brew house was one that had a stand up there and okay. you spun a wheel and you won something and <laughs> the, and the, the posters were, that um that movie with chris pine that just came out where he's oh left. the finest hours yeah finest hours mm-hmm. and i was like oh screw that i'll take a <laughs> ch- road chip
0: nice. <laughs> nice i need to get i need to get posters in here you should i, I really some should bear walls in here. there are there are some very bare walls there's some tiger walls some lion walls that's so dumb God, next up Jesus. on the list of Zack snyder movies and we'll go through these pretty quickly because we're we're eating into time for the review um this is the first one of the 3 that I watched in the lead up to Batman V Superman. It's uh Legend of the Guardians: The Owls of Gahul. Man.
1: It was such a forgettable movie for it's me. It yeah.
0: is. Yeah, I again I was really tired when I saw it, so I I was fighting sleep. I it wasn't the optimal condition. I was sitting I was laying in bed watching it on my tablet. And uh again, it's Okay, so I understand. Yes, he has he has a distinct style for shooting Action scenes. He slows them down to a snail's pace for the for whatever reason stylistic problems or stylistically, it's appealing, but it doesn't do much for the um, uh, for the tension of the scene because you know you just see every it's it's so aggravating. But this is an animated movie yeah. where he can do pretty much anything in the realm of digital effects and all that, and still it seems like every single action scene in that. Was just slowed down to this really, really slow motion stylistic thing, and I, I also had another problem with the movie as a whole because I don't. This is the start of where, where I honestly don't think that Zack Snyder knows how to tell a damn story, like at all. Because he starts out, it just jumps into this whole mythology about Al's and Guardians. There is a ton
1: of mythology in the start of that movie. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's like a, like the first line, like the first, the first, uh, scene of, uh, first scene of dialogue is just dialogue about the backstory. And then it's, they don't juxtapose that with characters, really. They don't develop the characters that well or anything. In fact,
1: I, I can't even, I've seen it. I can't tell, even tell you what it's about anymore. I, I really can't.
0: Neither can I. Yeah. I saw it, uh, uh, last Friday and i can't really speak much of in uh, much authority about it i it was so weird because they they established this mythology they set up the inciting incident or whatever about a main uh, one of the main characters something he gets captured or i don't remember but then suddenly there's this blue like force of energy that's it was it was so weird and so not what i expected and just it, it, did he write that uh, um I think he adapted it. adapted from a novel or series of novels or something. Yeah. I just Yeah, cuz sucker punch is his only original thing which <laughs> is a good uh segue Segway to the sucker punch? The, <laughs> the movie that made me dread seeing anything else from from uh from Zack Snyder going forward. Felix, I think you are an apologist for this or I, you, I am guilty an apologist
1: a guilty pleasure, not an apologist, because I, I feel like an apologist will try to defend right. the movie. I won't try to defend it. It's it, the writing is bad, mm-hmm. uh, but it's to me, it was fun. It was fun to watch. That's all it was yeah. to me. Uh, visually, it was a stunning visual uh, mm-hmm. film, and he's good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, Vanessa Hudgens is stunning. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, many of the ladies in that
1: movie many of the ladies, are- yes. Right. yes. Um, it, yeah, it's a story. But it's a lot of good action sequence. It's fun, and I, I do like the old guy that reappears uh, throughout the. Scott the, Glenn. Yeah, he he's fun in the movie too. It's so, so
0: interesting because seeing him pop up, I I I like. I just recently watched Daredevil, obviously. Yeah, so and he plays In my stick. brain, I'm thinking Stick, and it's it's weird because when he's he's saying like these sage like this this he's he's a wise man and, and he's saying all these sage things about how they can survive, and it's kind of similar to Stick as a, yeah. as a guardian. <laughs> so I'm like thinking like. I'm I'm trying to like in my brain I'm like is is he like is this character blind too it, it it's <laughs> weird I don't know but T- tiny what do you think of Sucker Punch
3: I, I think Sucker Punch is the combination mm-hmm. of a really good idea where like you know it's kind of about psychological escapism and mm-hmm. you know, part of the movie takes place inside a girl's head kind of right that's a cool idea but it's combined with a uh, thirteen-year-old horny kids' mass- <laughs> masturbatory fantasy, and, and
1: that's exactly and right. Mm-hmm. It just
3: drags it all the way down, and that other idea about psychology is just completely un-unfulfilled. Yeah, um, and it's just really unfortunate. And mm-hmm. I agree with Matt's previous statement that I, I, I just don't think he's a very good storyteller. I think visually, he's I think he's a good director. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's a storyteller.
0: I wouldn't even say that. I I would say that he's that. Uh um friend of the show, Brandon Yotter, from Billy and Brandon Watch Movies, uh, he commented on a on a post on Facebook that I posted about uh Zack Snyder, and he said that he he thinks that Zack Snyder would work best as like as like a, a, a cinematographer or um or, or something that he doesn't have total control over anything. Um mm-hmm. and I I agree because like on Sucker Punch I like I, I like my blurb that I or my little mini review I put on Letterboxd um, is that in concept this movie could have been a clever story steeped in social commentary with strong with a strong feminist message, uh, much like what Tiny said. Unfortunately, Sucker Punch came from the mind of Zack Snyder, who I'm convinced may be a moron.
1: Um, <laughs> That's a bit harsh. I don't think the guys
2: moron. Well,
0: we'll get into this with Batman v Superman here in a bit, but because um, have you read any of the stuff that he said after the movie? No. Okay, it, it, he comes across like he is a guy who I don't know anything about him for, on a personal level, but anytime like there's an ex- expectation when you, when you see a, um, an interview with a filmmaker, someone who spent a spent months and months of their life, years of their lives working on this, this piece of art that they're, that they're um, putting out to the masses. They're going to be eager to talk about it. They're going to be, they're going to have a lot to say his, his statements about, about Batman v Superman are basically boiled down to, Oh, we thought that this would be cool. And this, it's, it's like he doesn't have anything of, of substance to say. It's more just a, a, a nitpick on my part, but it's like, it's, it's such, it's such a weird thing to read his comments on it, cause it's, it's just kind of hollow and empty. Um, but again, with, with Sucker Punch, um, again, slow motion in everything.
1: Yeah, this, it's is pretty slow motion heavy.
0: Yeah, and, uh, not only that, but like the, like Tiny said, it's, it's about kind of a psychological escapism, and, and there's like, uh, there's like, dream worlds in within so a dream, dream world and a
1: dream world. Yeah. You know? And, and it's, Inception it's
0: stuff, Right, you know? it's, it's unique. That's a unique premise, but also, uh, for about three quarters of the movie, all the action set pieces, even the one that, um, the like world war two zombie yeah. steampunk thing or whatever. Um, the one that didn't use that much slow motion, which I was totally on board with, uh, for that one. Like the, it didn't seem like there were any stakes to it cause it wasn't real. D- um, but then three quarters of the way into it, it changes slightly. But even still, it just—it kind of felt like I just didn't get get this st- that they uh, were in because each dream sequence or each each action sequence is um for the most part um, a distraction from her doing weird sexualized dances for for right, for, for to, men
1: to distract the men yeah for their mission
0: yeah and. uh and even that is another layer of a dream world. So even that's not a real thing, but it's also like, that. like I know that she's not going to get killed. No one's going to get killed when in reality or when in her version of reality, they're just dancing on a stage. Um, Agreed. Yeah. I don't know. It was frustrating. And then I liked Oscar Isaac in it though. Yeah. Um, that's
1: uh, yeah. I always forget that Oscar Isaac was in that movie, but he, he does yeah. a good job for what he has to oh, work with. So yeah, I mean, it's like I said, I'm, it's, it's, it's a shit story. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was just, uh, I just thought, I just thought it was awful. And it just reinforces my opinion that he does, he doesn't know how to tell a story. Again, cause it's, it's con, it's overly convoluted. It's, it's very hard to get into cause it, there's, it opens with a three to four minute slow motion music video basically that just, it tells like the backstory but it's, it, you don't have any context for it. It's just, yeah, but jumping I, I don't into know it. how you
1: could say he doesn't know how to tell a story when he, when with Watch, like Watchmen, he tells a, a brilliant story with Watchmen. Now, granted, it's an adaptation; mm-hmm. the story was there to begin with. But he does a great like that's one of the probably one of the most difficult graphic novels to translate into a film, and he did it. Uh, he, he right, he did, and he did a great job, in my opinion. Right,
0: doing, and so. and I agree. But again, like you said, he had a blueprint there. Like sure. with Legends of the Guardians and Sucker Punch, or I assume Legends of the Guardians probably has a blueprint too. But um, with Sucker Punch, ex- especially like this, this is him. This is all his original true, stuff.
1: That's the, <clears throat> the only one of his that is of an original, like that's the only thing he's written.
0: Right. That's so. that's true. That's true. Then the last one before Batman v Superman is another one that I, I have qualms with about the storytelling and, and, uh, how he, how he did it. But Man of Steel, no, um,
1: I, I, I defend Man of Steel. See?
0: And Tiny, what'd you, what do you think? I mean, we reviewed it in episode seven of the podcast and we kind of ripped it apart, but, uh, we kind of did. And, yeah. and mainly,
3: I think it was a lot of that ripping was you and Mike, you guys kind of mm-hmm. hated it to an extent. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wasn't crazy about it, but there was still a lot of it that I enjoyed. Um, sure. but you know, the, the major themes I think were, were, uh, were dropped. I, again, the story and, and some of the, there's just so many issues with, there's plot holes and stuff, and it's just it just really bothered me a lot. Um, Have you had a chance to
0: revisit it since then?
3: I did. I've seen it twice, um, and it it pretty much it, nothing improved on the second the second watching for me.
0: See, um, I'm I'm kind of different with that. Like I like I just I really didn't like it the first time. I I really didn't. I thought that the nonlinear, um, the way that the movie. Divulged Clark Kent's backstory was just like and had unnecessary, unnecessarily nonlinear storytelling for it. It jumps between him and I, as a I, kid. But I, I
1: like seeing how that framed his decision making as an adult and coming into his power. So I, I, I appreciated that. I'd I like to see the juxtaposition between what's going on, the trials he faces as a child with these abnormal skills, and then. How the teachings from his father kind of affected him down the line. So I, I liked it. I, I liked the uh, scattered storytelling in that manner.
0: It would have been better if they were. It was more cohesive though for me because it's like, okay, he's he saves them from an oil from an oil rig, and that's that's great and everything. And then he's a kid getting picked on, and then he's a kid um, saving a school bus full of people. It's just basically him saving people, and then and then it shows him as a kid. But he's
1: but they're showing the consequences <laughs> of saving. Like they're they're trying to. He, Trying, dad's dad saying hey you're gonna have to make it to sort make a choice what you know what's it worth to you to save these people and, and in the end he he decides that whatever the consequences that would happen to him are overrun by the benefits that would happen from saving these people so, you know his, his dad's kind of saying at some point he's like maybe you should let him die because who knows you know what will happen when people find out about you and mm-hmm. you know it's embedded in clark kent that no i can't do that i have I have the power to save these people. I'm going to do it regardless of the consequences against myself, which goes to his detriment in the next film.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I just wish that that was told better. Cause like, like, like I uh, just told it to you. I, <laughs> you did it in a lot, <laughs> a much better way than Zack Snyder did. I mean, cause the whole thing with him saying like, well, you need to make a decision if you, if you are or, uh, or uh, kid, kid Clark Kent is like, uh, should I just let him die? And then, uh, pa Kent's like, yeah, maybe, and I'm like, those are those are kids in a school bus, man. Like, those are
1: kids in school, but that's yeah. his child. Like, you he he's an alien being, and the, he is his child. And who knows what's going to happen to this alien being once the world finds out that he exists? He's right. He says that's true. Once the world finds out about you, you're going to change the world. I mean, pe- you know, you're proof. You're the answer to the question: Is are we alone in the universe? That's a
0: huge,
1: huge burden on this child and he doesn't want to see him have that burden at the age of
0: 10. It, yes. And, and the problem with, with uh, the problem I have with it is that it wasn't, it was communicated more that, that, Oh, the world is not going to accept you, as, uh, accept who you are. And that's, that's, that's a perfectly fine uh, um, uh, uh, premise to, to throw into or, um, conflict to throw into the character. But I wish that it was more of the, you are i uh, am a, I'm a, a Afraid of what it's going to happen to you as my son, kind of thing. Like you, you put a slight emphasis on that, and there was none of that in the movie for me, um, in my opinion. Also, I had a huge problem with the with the tornado scene.
1: I don't love that scene. I I'm not going to defend that wholeheartedly yeah. because it's they could have found a better way to make that death occur. Um,
0: yeah, yep. it's just the the logic of everything and everyone in the in that scene just didn't fly with me. Um, it was a it was a I can't think of a good pun for that, but, um. <laughs> it was just kind of, it was just kind of, a It was a bad plan of steel. Uh, Almost. Not quite. It was, uh. I don't know. I didn't feel like I, I didn't feel like there was a whirlwind of emo- emotion for me in that scene. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, but yeah, so, so Man of Steel, and then also just. But there, there is a consequence to that,
1: and, and I, I feel like that point, and as not, as great as that moment was, it shows Clark the, what what's the consequence of hiding his power. And the, the consequence is someone he cares about could die. And, you know, he decides to abide by his father's wish, not showcase what he can do. And, you know, the result is he loses his father for the rest of his life. So that kind of molds him as to what he's willing to do and when he's willing to showcase what, what he can do. You know, so, Sure. I just, could could they have had a better scenario? Sure. Uh,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. The scenario is I think probably when revisiting it this time around, I think the scenario is what I have the most problem with, especially since right before that scene it was basically like um uh 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 Jonathan Kent's like, Oh, you know, we're we're a farmer we I'm a farmer and uh like like there's an emphasis on like, okay, he has a family he's caring for and everything like that. It's like but he's still like I understand the conflict of like okay, he's still like sacrificing himself for, for um Superman's powers to be concealed and all that, but it's also like you're kind of a dick for leaving leaving behind like you know your family with all of this other like you know with with the burden of uh, yeah. bills and everything and the farm and all that. Oh kinda- please,
1: he was he had insurance policy <laughs> for like a million dollars. They're fine,
2: <laughs> fair
1: enough. But and then in fact that's why it was like don't don't do it. <laughs> your mom and you are going to be rich,
0: right? <laughs> but I I don't know. I just don't like Zack Snyder's style. Like that whole that sequence happens about midway through the movie or about an hour into, is that the, movie. into the movie
2: mm-hmm.
0: and we're still getting flashbacks here and there. Oh, the flashback, That was a flashback. I I just had a problem with it that much. And then also about 45 minutes into the movie. This was my biggest, kind of, one of my biggest, bigger grievances with the movie is, and it's, it might be slightly nitpicky, but the beginning of the movie is 20, like 20 to 30 minutes on Krypton. That's fine. I love,
1: love the Krypton scenes. Love yeah. I, I yeah. thought uh, it establishes uh uh, Jor-El really mm-hmm. well, yeah. It establishes yeah, the awesome. world of Krypton, which we've never seen the world of Krypton on film.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So it, it, I thought, stylistically, it, it was beautiful. I love the conflict. I love General Zod. I love Michael Shannon's General mm-hmm. Zod. I thought he kills it. I thought he was good, too. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I like seeing the setup as to why General Zod has become such a zealot. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I have zero problems with the Krypton
0: yeah. I, I liked it. It felt a little bit derivative of uh, J.J. Abrams' 2009 Star Trek. Um, just the style of it just felt like it just seemed like that. I didn't see any lens flares. I, <laughs> I don't know. There might have been. <laughs> but, um, there, probably, there might have been. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, But <laughs> also, my big... J.J.
1: Abrams visited and set that day. <laughs> right.
0: My big qualm with that, though, is 40, 47 minutes into the movie, Clark Kent goes to... Uh, he, he, he talks to a hologram of Jor-El. And Jorel spends an a, a way too way too much time basically telling him everything that happened in the first twenty minutes of the movie. Like that did not need to be in the I, movie Well, at I, all.
1: I, and I get your complaint on that, but what are they supposed to do? Like cut like ten minutes later. Yeah, Th- pretty thank, much. Thank you, Jor, I I get I, I understand
0: now. Like all like show him. Show them having a dialogue like I'm your father or whatever, and then cut back to him, and then he's explained everything to him. That's that's, that's it. hard
1: to do. I don't know. That's 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 awkward.
0: Maybe if you're Zack Snyder and you have no talent. So <laughs> then the big problem with with Man of Steel and that, that goes into our review of Batman v Superman. Um, because we're getting long winded on this Zack Snyder long-winded. stuff. Um,
1: but you need to be on Man of Steel to go into Batman yeah, Superman. yeah, yeah.
0: Um, is the end the the last hour and like ten minutes are all action and it's just this it's so sloppy to me like the the actual action the destruction porn is okay i guess but like there's an there's an element of it that like okay um lois lane is brought onto onto the ship for no reason whatsoever just just so that she could be on the ship for generals uh requests her to be on the ship Sure,
1: yes that, no that's, explanation that's... Huh.
0: there's a whole big moment
1: we where like they... the redhead <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole big thing where there's uh, um, something is on the ship. I don't even remember what it was. It was just basically like a, this thing is going to blow up everything kind of thing. And it's, it, it's a ticking time clock. They're about to like the, oh, it's, what's going to stop the, the earth creation or whatever the terraforming, uh, terraforming. terraforming device was. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, and there's like, oh no, it's supposed to go in. It's supposed to go in. And it's this big tension filled thing. And all it is, they just need to move it to the side a little bit. And then it went in fine. And it was oh, like, yeah that's just well, that so was on dumb. the aer-
1: that was on the airplane right when yeah yeah they were about drop. the drop well the the action the action sequences i love i i mm-hmm. thought they did an amazing job of showing the speed of the super humans on on earth like the fight like showing how fast they were strike i thought that was beautifully done i thought it was great mm-hmm. uh the action porn i get what people are saying while i was like oh he went to michael bay's like Yes, but I see the reasoning behind it because mm-hmm. this you is,
3: have to—they're Kryptonians,
1: right? Right. And this is this is Superman's first biggest fu- first big fight. Okay, mm-hmm. he doesn't know what he's doing. He's he doesn't know the extent of what he can do, and it just so happens that it happens in the middle of one of the biggest cities in the in the in the world, and so there's going to be destruction because he doesn't have an awareness of his, of his actions, and that mm-hmm. leads up to the disdain for him by certain people right uh you know batman being
3: one of them i actually made that same argument i think pretty much uh in our review of it um Mm -hmm. when it came out um because i i agree with that i really enjoyed the action a lot the yeah
0: the action looked cool but all i'm saying is that he he took zod from the farm from farmland directly to metropolis that's what i'm saying he does
1: he doesn't understand the extent of what he can do he doesn't understand the extent of what a godlike fight would, mm-hmm. would do to a city. So, you know, this is his first time getting into sure. a super powered fight. You know?
3: yeah. Plus, wasn't that where, like, they were going to do the terraforming, anyways? Yeah, that's
2: the where
1: the terraforming, terraforming machines in. happened in Metropolis and in uh, the, On the s- other side of the globe. Uh, uh, yeah, like Indian- Indian Ocean.
0: Yeah, Ocean. but it was uh, that. I don't. Well, I can't remember if that stuff started, like, well, before the, the main The fight. fight
1: happens in Smallville. Right. The uh, fight. That fight ends with Zod going back up to the ship he goes to fight uh, destroy the terraforming machine and then the fight comes back to metropolis okay. once they're once they're going to destroy the uh the world uh I, there there's a word for it there it's a it's, world,
0: a, it's a dumb word, word too it's ended, world engine yeah. or something like world, that. world engine that's exactly what I it's super word i think i don't yeah. know it's kind of silly but um, You're silly. anyway anyway so all of this is is to say that i came to batman v superman not wanting to I, not to say that I, okay, I went into Batman v Superman wanting to, I, I was hoping to like it because I am a big fan of what Marvel's doing. I like the idea of uh, expanded universes and, and movies that tie in together because, and I was thinking about this before, um, I'm not a comic book fan. I'm not a com, I, I haven't been into comic books or anything like that, but seeing the, some, like the comicization of the comic book genre on film, like all of these things tying together and all of, uh, all of, uh, everything tying into one another. There's like side, like it feels like the TV shows are, uh, the Marvel TV shows are just kind of like little bits and pieces here and there that tie into the movies. I I like that. I like that. it makes, it makes the comic experience accessible to me in a medium that I love. And I would love to see DC accomplish that, themselves. So I went into Batman v Superman hoping to love it.
1: The problem, the problem DC had is they handicapped themselves out, the get, out of the gate. Marvel, you know, you gotta think, Avengers and uh, Justice League are kind of synonymous. Mm-hmm. So, Marvel had five films to lead up into the to the Avengers. DC handicapped themselves, like, we'll, we'll do two films. They did. True. So, so yeah. in the second film, they have to fit so much mm-hmm. into it in order to lead up into the Justice League. So they, they did the sell themselves a disservice. And I think they did it in order to get the movies in, out mm-hmm. there and to get the revenue flowing, which right. you know, I'm, I'm not on the board of executives for uh, Warner Brothers, <laughs> but it, you know, it, they would have benefited more from uh, a slower buildup.
0: Right. We'll we'll talk more to that, I think I think uh here in a bit, but I do have some thoughts about that as well. Uh let's just go around the horn and say what our general thoughts were on the movie. Tiny, what did you think of Batman v Superman and what was your expectations going into it? Uh I had
3: I had middling expectations going into it. Um and I think it it got super close to meeting those. I mean, it mm-hmm. got that close to to you say hug. back close? I did. Because I just said super close. Cool. Um, I stole Matt's job. joke. You did. <laughs> did. But you already posted to Facebook. I did. So. Um, but, I
0: mean... Respect. I,
3: I kind of have a middling opinion of it. I, mm-hmm. I think it was better than Man of Steel. And I think it did some things very well. Uh, but I think it, it, it did a lot of things poorly as well. Or just okay. Um, I... In the grand scope of the whole Zack Snyder discussion, I still feel like I can defend him to mm-hmm. to an extent, um, which we can get into later. Uh, but I'm I, I'm not enthused by the announcement of his work anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not really, anyways. Uh, maybe if he's doing something different, I I don't know. But uh, I thought the movie was okay. Sucker punch too sucker. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I probably would have oh, given God. Man of Steel like a five out of ten, maybe a five point five. But this, I'd
0: give a solid six out of six out of ten. So, nice, yeah. Um, Fekus, what what did you think?
1: Well, my expectations going in were high, uh, just because I thought the uh, the lead up to it was great, uh, the previews, and I enjoyed Man of Steel far more than you two did. Mm-hmm. So I, I had higher expectations. I I I love the film. Um, I recognize that it's not perfect. The criticism that it gets, I understand, and I. I I can't help but just say I, I enjoyed the films. Like I, I see what people are saying, and I have my own critiques of it as well. But I still thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, it has a lot of issues, and we'll get it, get into those issues. But it didn't detract from my enjoyment of the film. It, if I had to give a numeric to it, I'd give it a twelve out of ten. I think. <laughs> now, I, I'd probably give it a, a six point five to a seven out of ten for me. Nice. Okay. Um, but I, I still thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Nice. I uh, I went in wanting wanting to love it, as I said before, but I. I just, I, Zack Snyder being attached to it, DC clearly like trying to play catch up immediately with, uh, Marvel. And I mean, I, I respect them for not doing like the slow build up to like following the, the Marvel formula and doing like each individual movie leading up to Justice League and then, and then doing that. Like, I, I appreciate that they're trying to strike their own tone and their own style and their own, um, format basically. I just think it's wildly like the wrong move <laughs> um, across the board. <laughs> I respect like, what you're doing; it's wrong, but yeah, the it's, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> but having said all that, and I and I went into the movie. I like the trailers. I was it was kind of a mixed bag. Um, the most recent trailer, the the probably one of the final trailers or one of the big trailers. We did a bonus episode where we talked about right, it last yeah. year. Um, just I it gave me so many reservations that I didn't have before. Uh, Lex Luthor looked silly. I didn't like that. They, uh, just gave away doomsday in the, in the trailer. I thought that was dumb, uh, that they would do that in the trailer. And then it made me fear that it was going to be overloaded with a bunch of stuff. And, uh, when I went into, when I came out of the movie, it like, it's, 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 I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. Um, I, it's not a great movie or it's like you said, it's not a perfect movie. It's not a great movie. I don't even know if it's a good movie. Oh, I, I, I really don't. Well, but there were moments where I just had a grin on my face. I thought that some of the action elements were maybe some of the best I've seen out of Zack Snyder. Um, at least, at least in the 15 hours before the movie when I saw three of his, <laughs> uh, his three most recent movies. Um, but I, I just I thought that it was uh, it had elements to it that I really enjoyed, and um, we'll get more into this as we go into the review, but one of the biggest complaints is, is people were saying that the, uh, that the, that the justice league tie-ins were, were silly and dumb and, and didn't need to be in the movie. And it just seemed like they were just doing that just because they were establishing it. It made me excited. It made me excited to see the flash movie. It made me excited for wonder woman. It like that. Something about it just—I it wasn't. I wasn't wild about sideboards. Yeah, uh, that one, that one. I wasn't, wasn't wild about, about
1: that one, but the other ones, I, I thought flashes was was cool. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fun. Uh, Aquaman's was pretty neat. Yeah, it was yeah. all right. Um, but I loved Wonder Woman.
0: Yeah, yeah oh so. yeah,
3: she was the highlight of the movie. I think
0: absolutely uh, for me,
1: not for me, for me, not for me.
0: Okay, yeah, okay. I, uh, I she was she was a highlight of the movie for me. Okay, um, but yeah, so so there's so. Numeric value I would give to it probably I'd probably give Man of Steel maybe f- first viewing I would have given it four point five out of ten God, so, yeah but so the hard. second viewing I appreciated a little bit more so I I'd, I'd maybe give it a five out of ten um, this one I'd probably give Penny a rewatch maybe a six out of ten because um, it 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 wasn't bad
1: well let me ask you this and for both of you. Do you think deserves the entire storm that it gets from I, a lot of people? We can. I don't. I.
0: Yeah, I. I don't. Th- it doesn't deserve the critical reception it's been getting. But uh, we can talk more at length about that after we talk more about the nuances of the movie because sure. the the internet outcry, the internet reaction to this is has been so bizarre and weird. It has. Um, like just like fanboys attacking critics on Twitter. Um. It's just, it's so, it's so weird. It's so they're, weird
1: to me. That's such a, such the weirdest medium. <laughs> right. It is, yeah. Of all time.
0: Yeah, and like, uh, there were articles saying like, um, does, does Batman v Superman's box office um, uh, results, does it, um, is it, does it shove it in the face of critics or something like that? And I'm like, it's Batman v Superman. It's going to make it's, money. Yeah, yeah. It was going to make money regardless. They yeah. could have had.
1: Two chimpanzees dressed as Batman and Superman, and people go (laughs) I'm probably ready to go see that. Right, right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about some of the elements of the movie um, going into it. There is a lot in this movie to unpack. There is. Um, What do you guys want to talk about first?
3: Well, I I think it's important to address. uh, One of my biggest issues with the movie is the juxtaposition of two main characters. That's yeah. so hard to balance. Very especially hard. when yeah. you're dealing with such massive just out of this world characters, literally. Um and, and I think it's inevitable that it's gonna skew in one way and and in some unless you're ridiculously talented. And in some way you're going to do a disservice to one of the characters. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that happened in this movie. I I feel like so much of the attention was focused on Batman, and maybe that's because it's Batman v Superman. But, you know, they already, in this iteration of this story, we already had an entire Superman movie, so I can understand why they might make that decision. But I I just feel like the character of Superman and Cal-El in that first movie was not developed to the point that I wanted it, and I really wanted to dive into that character more in this movie, and I don't think we got it. Um, I feel like we've got a decently well-rounded Batman Mm -hmm. um, in this. But I mean, he got the he got the the slow motion uh, <laughs> uh, the slow motion um, prologue of mm-hmm. this movie, which I don't think the movie needed that at all. No,
1: uh, I I, but, well, I, I, I mean, agree. no, I agree with
3: you. I mean, I think maybe it did because it influences his character so much. Obviously, but the influence of that event was placed throughout the movie. But for we all Batman, we all know so, that event
1: though. Everyone going in that movie yeah, knows yeah. that event. That's that's, that's nothing new.
3: That's true, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I can't.
0: It's stuff that was on film 10 years ago. Even. Yeah, yeah. And that... Yeah, I, I don't know. It it didn't
3: need to be there, but I understand why he wanted to put it there. I, I understand why they did it. Um, I think
0: that's more a reflection of the concept of the movie in itself. Because it comes after... Yeah. Man of Steel is the start of this universe. Man of Steel, if they would have just... If they would have taken their time, if they would have even just had one Batman movie, had all of whatever... Had introduced Batfleck. Maybe have... It would have been it would have been awesome. This would have been so awesome if they had Batman a Batman movie, a solo Batman movie, that happened concurrently with Man of Steel. And end, mm. end Batman with uh with with Bruce Wayne seeing the destruction of Metropolis, and then the third movie would be Batman v. Superman, yeah. Department of Justice, I, I can, or yeah. Department of Corrections, Department or of <laughs> Department of <laughs> Sewage and Water. I,
1: I will um, say this. I absolutely loved the beginning portion with him and the destruction of me Tropical. too. I enjoyed no, that a lot. Amazing, amazingly it's, done.
3: That's why his character was so well developed. Right. It's yeah. one of the reasons. Yeah.
1: And a lot of people had a problem with the violence and Batman kills. I get it. I get the turn. <laughs> I I really do, and I don't have an issue with that. Just because that sequence was just, you really felt the the disdain mm-hmm. Batman had or Bruce Wayne had for what was happening at that time and i just yeah I think that just just took it all the way through the film. I, I loved the first ah, portion of it. I
0: thought that was amazing. And movies that you know, movies these days or post 9/11 movies that show destruction of that level get kind of a bad rap for for evoking imagery of 9/11. And there's a scene where it was in the trailer where uh the building comes down and there's just there's just uh uh dust is just covering Bruce Wayne as he's running into right, it. Yeah. Like one of my favorite shots of the entire movie. Oh yeah, it's great. Um <clears throat> and then after that, he, there's a horse that's kind of wandering around. It's all it's all distorted. Like that just evoked memories of me of seeing 9/11, uh seeing seeing the footage of 9/11 on the news um back in 2001, and I thought that it was it was very effective. It was very effective yeah. at, dis- at um introducing the character and everything. Um don't don't know f- all who the guy was that he was talking on the phone with.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but he cared, he cared yeah, a lot about him. Though. He did. It
0: would have been cool. <laughs> <if that, Jump! laughs> would have been cool if that guy was in a whole movie and they had a whole ah, relationship. No. But whatever. <laughs> oh, I gotcha.
2: um, I gotcha. But
0: uh, but yeah, and I, I thought that that established it well. I didn't quite buy. I didn't really buy that being the instigation of him. Increasing his brutality in his in his crime fighting, of which I don't think there was much of any um, like crime fighting hero moments in in the movie. There there wasn't. There wasn't, and that was a big. I don't know. It bugged me well, a little bit.
1: I I get where you get bugged, but that's something you. You would want to see in a straight Batman film, yeah. Right. And, uh, and I'm the, talking about
0: in in Superman as well, because he had like there was he there had was, a couple saving moments, <clears throat> a couple and, saving moments that they showed, like the beginning and end. of... Uh, <laughs> they didn't have like he like he he does the does the Clark Kent like un, unfastening his his shirt as he goes off screen, and after he sees the thing about the. Um, uh, the the fire on the news yeah. and then he goes and everything but then and then it's just like and then the next shot is him coming out of the building and it's the it's the worshippers are all like oh superman it's so like I kind of would have loved to see like hero moments something to make them I don't
1: know do do I need to see him go into a fire when the... I know he can survive a fire <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> when the main when the main conflict of the movie is between two uh, hero figures that are at odds with each other. The movie's so dark and so grimy and gritty that you need something to show that, like, like I don't know who is necessarily the good guy in this movie.
1: Well, here's the, here's the thing, <clears throat> and, and I, I don't think a lot of people that don't read the comic books understand this. Bruce Wayne, Batman, he's a dick. <laughs> like, he, he's not a great person. Like, yeah, he he has this vendetta against crime. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Clark Kent's right. He, he violates people's civil rights. He Pummels people into horrendous. Even in the comic books, he break. He doesn't kill anybody, but he probably paralyzes a few people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, brute. I mean, he's not exactly a stable person either. He's he's not a sane person. He's not a nice guy. So people don't seem to understand. Like Batman's I kind of a dick. He is, and, and that th- he portrayed him as <laughs> a pretty big
0: dick. Yeah, and I.
1: <laughs> and in my in my opinion. It, he was. This was the best Batman on screen ever. I like, think he's really? up there. I think he's up there.
2: Interesting. Actually, yeah.
0: I loved. I loved Ben Affleck in this movie. I loved the representation of Bruce Wayne, and and I really enjoyed Batman in it. But I don't know. Something about it. Just. I mean, he's he's branding. He's branding. Um. Uh. The 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 crooks that he's that he's getting. Uh. And and it's like it's very implicitly made clear in the in the movie that these that this bat brand gets people murdered in prison because they're the worst of the worst and everything and it's just like it feels weird it felt weird to me
1: I, I thought it worked well with how he has been affected by what's with what's going on mm-hmm. I, I feel like that this is a a new brand of destruction and evil that's coming to this world and it's it's broken him it's broken his Whatever he had left of his generosity, it's gone. He's like, "To hell with it! To hell with these people! You're ruining the world. I'm gonna ruin yours."
3: Yeah, and I kind of, I kind of appreciated the journey of that as well, because um, I feel like there was a little bit of it. Again, you're right; a standalone Batman movie would have demonstrated it much better. But I think we got a pretty well-rounded Batman in this movie because of because of things like that, showing the branding, and then. I don't know. I don't. We don't necessarily need to skip to this point, but the dream sequence he has, where he's in like which which one, in like well, the the one that Bruce Wayne has, where he's where he's like in a wasteland and he's yeah, it was like a wasteland, Gotham. I thought that was stupid. Let me let me say it was stupid. (laughs) But I think it influenced the character a lot because it sends you know it continued him on this journey to showed his fear
0: of Superman,
3: right, and even more brutal and what he was going to become as well. Because in that dream sequence. He's murdering people. Yes, He's using right. guns. I was like, when I first saw it, I was like, "What is this? Because this, why is he killing people just nonchalantly?" And it just it, it it just influenced that journey he was on to the grander brutality
1: that he demonstrates throughout the movie, and which is why I didn't have a problem with the dream sequence. I, I enjoyed the dream sequence yeah. personally.
0: But, well, uh, there were like seventeen of them. It felt what, like yeah, I was that was the problem. Yeah. The thing I've kind of come around to, or keep coming back to is it Batman v Superman had more dream sequences in its in its runtime than I want to see in every movie I see this year. Yeah. <laughs> like like it's I've met my quota for dream sequences. But that one in particular, it does have, it have Could
1: be feel bad when Inception 2 comes out in August. <laughs> oh god.
0: <laughs> oh god. Um <laughs> But uh that dream sequence is, does it have ties to the comic at all Yeah okay. uh the
1: the creatures okay. that you saw uh are dark sides mm-hmm. uh, minions so i think they're that's going to play a bigger role in okay. uh, justice league film so i it, people who understand the com- comic books kind of see a little bit more into it than you did uh, mm-hmm. the dream sequence directly after that where it has where the flash mm-hmm. comes in to warn bruce wayne that is a tie in to a uh, a back a, a story point?
0: Is that Flashpoint?
1: Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, so that's a ba- that's a tie into uh, a future event too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there, there's some things that comic book people are going to appreciate about these sequences more so than the general viewing public. You think you're better than me? Yeah,
2: yeah, I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no,
3: that's good to know. I, I yeah. it it softens my opinion of that scene. Then I guess
0: the. Uh, <sighs> And I don't know – I was listening to uh, – to, I think it was Mad About Movies brought this up about the, the Flash moment and in the in the, uh, the the dream sequence Flash moment. Um, I had no idea. I didn't know it was Flash. Like I couldn't yeah, tell – Yeah, I couldn't tell either. What the hell it was. And it kind of seemed like they were purposely – It's Flash's futuristic armor. Uh, right. Bat, okay. battle, battle suit. Okay. Because uh, Mad About Movies mentioned it and said that they couldn't tell and they, they assumed that maybe it was because – they just don't know what Flash is going to look like. <laughs> so they purposely made it distorted. And like when I saw it, I was like, this comes directly from a dream sequence. I'm thinking, is this Robin or something? Like telling him, warning him that he needs to stop Superman. And then he's like, Lois Lane is a key. And I'm like, wait, what the, what, what just happened? Um, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so yeah, Batman was, I really enjoyed the Batman stuff. However, the more I think about it, the more I realize that, um, it seemed what what Zack Snyder brought to the movie and what the what the screenwriters brought to the movie for Batman seemed like a lot of it was an amalgamation of stuff that we've seen recently like um we get the origin story that's that's filmed a lot like what how Nolan did with him falling down the falling right, down the yeah. shaft and all that um and then uh, the stuff with with Diana Prince that reminded me of like the the cat and mouse game of catwoman and, and Bruce wayne in dark knight rises
1: yeah i could see that
0: the batmobile sequence reminded me of the dark knights even the even the big fight scene that he had toward the end of the movie that i won't spoil or anything but the style of it which which i loved this this aspect of it but it still it reminded me of like the arkham city games the arkham asylum games
1: it very very much evoked yeah. memories of our, it, when i was watching it i was like god this is yeah, like yeah. I'm playing Arkham City mm-hmm. again, which
0: I, I which, didn't see that as a bad thing. That, me neither. The, yeah, it's, because it was brutal. Oh yeah,
1: it was well shot. Like it in the way uh, how cohesive his fighting mm-hmm. style was. I thought was just spectacular. Yeah,
0: like I like I'm criticizing all the Batman stuff, but like that one. But like, I
1: loved it. The Batman stuff was great.
0: <laughs> Terrible, but I loved it. It Really was like in that that instance. Like that's the one uh, uh, derivative aspect of it that I don't mind because that's from a different medium. And I don't know if it was inspired by that, but it just—I'm felt sure like sure it was. That. It felt yeah.
1: it, it was way too reminiscent for it not to be inspired. Yeah, by Yeah, and it,
0: the only thing that Zack Snyder seems to bring to the table with Batman, from my perspective, I don't know if this is something from the comics or not, but the branding thing, and that's still is uh, no, it's never been in, in okay. the comics. Okay. But and I didn't, that didn't have a sit well with, that, with me, so, uh-huh. so. I, I liked it. I don't know.
1: I also thought that like the uh, beginning <laughs> portion where you get where we're first introduced to Batman, where he catches that—that that was amazingly shot. That really, he really did a good job of grasping the terror factor mm-hmm. of Batman when fighting the criminals. I, yeah, yeah. Like that was. So let's. And <laughs> just, just know, I also love the line where he tells, uh, uh Alfred's like, we're criminals, Alfred. We've always been criminals. He's mm-hmm. right. They've always, they've mm-hmm. always been criminals. That's the point of
0: Batman. He does I, what the police will not do. I really liked, I really, also Jeremy Irons. Oh yeah. I thought great. he was fantastic. Yeah. He fantastic. was another yeah. highlight. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, I mean, I guess this is as good a time to bring it up as anything else. But uh, Jesse Eisenberg in this movie, which I will say, going into it, I had some very big reservations. Like, like that scene in the in the trailer where he's he comes up and like there's a there's a it's 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 in the movie obviously, but uh, in the trailer was it it in the movie? It was
1: Was that that scene from the trailer. It was,
0: it was. (laughs) (laughs) But when uh, when he comes up and he uh, uh, interrupts, uh, always, yeah. Oh, I love bringing people together. Uh, um that that in the trailer I hate it but I I swear I'm I'm maybe one of like maybe five people but I thought he did a fantastic I job. I love Jesse Eisenberg. I thought he was really good. Great.
1: Wow, yeah.
3: I'm surprised you
0: guys say that. <laughs> well,
3: I,
1: well, and he, here's why. Um I I kind of like the uh, the the tech savant younger mm-hmm. Lex Luthor uh cuz it kind of fits in, you know, the current world motif. Mhm. But what I really loved is I felt the disdain he had for Batman, or for Superman. You know, here's a guy who's your typical kind of geeky genius. He's skinny, he's not brawny. He's done amazing things for the world. But here's this man that has come in, destroyed half a city, and is worshipped by half the world. Mm -hmm. So I, I see the jealousy and pure disdain for for what Superman has done so such a short amount of time and while he on the other hand has done things to forward technology in the world and has bettered the world and here this guy comes in destroys half the city and people worship him like a god. So mm-hmm. I see the disdain and I think he does a good job portraying the disdain for Superman.
3: Man, I didn't see that at all. <laughs> I am sorry to just yeah, do the polar opposite of what you said, but I really didn't I didn't get that at all. That's that was my biggest problem with the character is his motivation. Uh why i mean you laying it out there that was good I, I understand it there but i don't think that was telegraphed well in the movie at all uh i don't think it was laid out well just that the motivation just was not there for me for him to want superman and batman dead i did well not i don't get think
1: it. he wanted batman dead i think he was utilized once he realized that batman had taken the kryptonite i think he yeah. utilized batman then as a tool to dispense of superman
3: yeah maybe this
0: that's true I didn't. I didn't get. I didn't. Okay, so I didn't get his motivation for for being the instigator and all of this. I didn't get his motivation for or his disdain for Superman and all that. I loved his his speech moment in in the in the gala event thing or whatever. Yeah, that was really. I I thought that was great. I loved those little moments with him and like in the in that scene with him and the senator where he's he's doing this weird thing and then it just at the drop of a hat he just switches. Like in his brain, he's like he's very menacing and it's very creepy and eerie. Like I love that what he brought to the character for that. And in the moment, I didn't really care what his motivation was. I didn't really care why. Like why? Wait. So this is the first we're seeing him. Why does he not like Superman? Why is he? Why is he Superman? One of Superman's greatest villains, basically. Yeah, I think um, it's important
1: to have a motivation. It, it, yeah, well, yeah. I agree. It wasn't, you know, very well uh, portrayed mm-hmm. his uh, disdain for I. I think that it needs to be there. I mean, right? You yeah. Have, to have a reason.
0: Yeah, and I like in the moment I didn't care, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized how much of an absence there was to it for me. For in, yeah. and maybe I've just saying.
1: projected my own knowledge of the <laughs> character into the movie, mm-hmm. which is very possible.
0: And a lot of it could just be inferred from it, but also you know, take some time to tell us. Like, or yeah. well, it, it's a two and a half hour movie,
1: mm-hmm. uh, and they've already they're trying to. I, I get it. You're going to leave some things out. There's a lot to put into it, so maybe not every character is going to be developed as well as we hoped. But that's why I can't wait for the three hour. Uh, I'm <laughs> actually, I'm actually anxious to see that. Yeah, me too. I really am. I'm curious um, to see it.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I agree with those two scenes where he's with the senator um, and stuff like that. Those, those were well done. I appreciated mm-hmm. his his work in those scenes, if you will. But the other ones, I just, I just didn't get it at all. Uh, Specifically the Jolly Rancher scene, that was so so clumsy. <laughs> it was to me. weird.
1: Yeah, it in was so weird. many ways. That I, was that was really really <laughs> weird. That was super. Clumsy. I, I didn't get that. I didn't. Know.
0: I didn't know if he was supposed to be. He was trying to intimidate him. I don't know if he was. I don't know what or if he was genuinely. Children insane. choke
1: on Jolly Rancher, Senator.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think I think he was. He
3: had some menace in those other scenes, and he actually felt villainous, but in just about every other way he was a clown and not not in the scary way like the joker is uh, it's he's laughable and just i i don't know i i don't i did not appreciate the decisions they made in developing that character by giving him the weird voice and the just his mannerisms and his attitude in general i just couldn't sure i just really didn't care for the character and i don't know if that was i assume that was more studio slash Zack snyder than it was jesse eisenberg i mm-hmm. i can't see him choosing to take i don't that. know
1: if that was or, or maybe even the writers i don't, I don't yeah, know um, who knows what I, what portion of lex luther or what scene i did love him the most is uh when he they're on top of the tower and he just pushes lois off <laughs> that I, was, I, just, yeah. I, I just love the I, I don't care this is my means to an end right you know your commendable. Yeah. yeah, that was very. That was very Lex Luthor. I like I, that. Yeah. That was like the most Lex Luthor thing he did throughout the entire film.
0: Let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna circle back to that when we talk spoilers because there's some stuff I want to touch on before. Um, well, should we? Yeah, should we just go into spoilers? Uh, maybe go over a little bit of Superman first. Okay. Over. Yeah. Yeah. So Superman was in this movie apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? What you guys think of old Kal El there?
1: Um. <sighs> I uh, I thought they did a good job of establishing his, how naive he is to mm-hmm. his actions in the world. I I, I don't think him and uh, Amy Adams do well together.
0: I don't I don't think so. Either. Then again, they didn't give Amy Adams much of anything. Like they had this.
1: Yeah, whole, yeah she she was a plot point. Yeah,
0: she was just there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, hey, I, oh, I have this bullet. Let's go talk to uh, Lennox about it and get all this stuff. It's like yeah. it I, I was did, superfluous fluff.
1: I, I did like the uh, the beginning sequence with her, and from what I what I've read is it's a little bit more extensive in the three hour version.
0: Okay. Uh, in okay. The desert, in the desert. Um, we can talk about that in spoilers too, because that yeah. comes from what I said about Zack Snyder earlier about him his comments about the movie. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah,
3: I just. Yeah. I feel like in so many of the significant scenes that Superman was involved with in this movie, he doesn't say anything. Yeah, um, right. I mean I don't want to spoil it. There's an act of terrorism that takes place mm-hmm. and he he's literally in the middle of it and we I, I don't think we ever get his feelings on that or what ha- like how that influenced him. It was just so just kind of happened and everyone else reacted to it except him is what it kind of felt like. And,
1: yeah. He, he, in the midst of that, he kind of had a look on his face like, do I have milk?
2: <laughs> yes, he did. Did I leave yes. the stove on? Right.
1: <laughs> um, and,
3: and, you know, even everyone knows there's a big fight with him and Superman or him and Batman in this movie. Spoiler um, alert. <laughs> um, it, it, I don't know. Just his attitude throughout that and, and the way his character reacts to everything there, there wasn't a lot of reaction. Right. You yeah. can write some of it off because he, there's kryptonite involved but even then
0: i i the, don't know the thing with uh, the thing with the movie that batman his motivations or his his want for taking down superman are made very clear they're 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 made clear there there's there's a clear through line to why he is afraid of superman why he wants to take down superman i it's kind of it's it's a little clumsy to me um just a little bit uh, just given what I know about Batman before, like in other iterations of Batman, um, it's just kind of clumsy the brutality of it. But that's that's we've already discussed that. But with Superman, it's like he talks about like oh he's a vigilante and and it's supposed to be two two different ideologies going up against one another and everything. But it's it just felt like Superman's motivation, Superman's involvement, and in it was just lacking completely. And when you like, there's 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 such a there's such a good premise for a movie and there's such a good idea at the heart of this movie, but it's spoiled by the movie itself. Like, um, like I said before, you could have had a Batman movie and a Superman movie and then lead it in. But if the movie, if the conflict between Batman and Superman was just the, um, was just the conflicting ideologies, the conflicting, um, ideas about how to handle things and and power and uh, power versus goodness and and stuff like that if it was just those two going up against each other just strictly because of that and not any outside forces no outside instigators nothing mm-hmm. like that that would have been such a better more thought provoking movie and such a something that a better writer and better director could have could have just had a freaking field day with in terms of subtext and um uh, social commentary and political allegory, stuff like that. Like that, they you could have just made like the you could have made the best Batman and Batman movie, best Superman movie of all time with this premise and with these characters. This is
1: the best Batman and Superman movie of all time. <laughs> that's a great thought. Yeah, that's well no. put. I, I yeah, agree. with I, that. I, agree. I
3: think I think that would be that right. would have been more interesting. They wouldn't even need, it wouldn't even have needed a villain.
1: No, right. Yeah. But exactly. No. the The reason you need a villain in this is because you're establishing Justice League and you're mm-hmm. introducing Wonder Woman. What's Wonder Woman's True. role in it? Other, yeah. other than you know she's not going to be the referee in the fight, yeah. right? So, but but I agree. I yeah. agree. Um,
3: it's just a comment on how them mashing two movies right, together. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, two or three I will movies. Is, I don't know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I
1: feel like they needed a uh, a middle confrontation between Batman and Superman mm-hmm. because uh, they had the first one uh, when Batman is. Doing his Batman thing, right? Yeah, and uh, then they have the big fight. I, right. I feel like one more in between there would have been good for establishing uh, a little bit more disdain mm-hmm. between the two.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So agreed. Like basically, we just got the weigh in and the match. Like they they needed more, yeah. Yeah, yeah, more, just more conflict throughout it. And nice sports reference, yeah, good man. Job. right? Yeah, I've seen Creed. <laughs> um, <laughs> so even your sports reference is a movie reference, right? <laughs> No, but um uh let, let's see. Oh, okay, so before we go into spoilers, um there's more to talk about with this movie too. Love God. It's um, I mean,
1: it's, it's, a big, it's
0: it's a big movie. It's three so. movies in one. Um
2: yeah, sure to that. at least two and, is, and a half.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um but before we go into that, uh, coming out of Batman v Superman, what did, what were you guys' feelings about the impending DC cinematic universe how do you feel it's going to go from here what do you want to see out of these solo movies and out of the Justice League movies um, what are your thoughts going in about what DC and Warner Brothers are doing with this with these properties uh, Tiny how about you
3: uh, tons and tons of potential there um, and I felt the same way with Marvel starting out. I was like, if they get the right people, it could be fantastic. And, and I feel the same way now, but I don't feel that Zack Snyder is the right person to bring that to fruition. Right. Um, I just, I just don't think he can balance everything that well. Um, granted, I'm sure he, I, I know for a fact he had pressure from the studio to cram everything that he did into this movie. Um, and that was unfair of the studio to ask of him. Um, but, He seemed pretty willing to do it. Um, I, he, he's culpable, definitely, uh, in this. Um, but uh, you know, like I said, tons, tons of, uh, tons of potential. I'm, I'm still looking forward to the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, me too. Um, I think it
1: looks a lot of, a lot of fun.
3: I, yeah, I agree. I think that, I think that looks cool. Um, and I don't know if that's because Zack Snyder didn't do it. (laughs) I'm I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, to think that, I don't know. I'll, I'll say this. If, if they come out with, a if Zack Snyder was directing one of the movies, I wouldn't be as excited about it. Um, but like the, the Wonder Woman movie, it's, that's not Zack Snyder. I can't remember who's doing it, but, uh, uh,
0: Patty Jenkins. Okay, uh, it remember. was originally going to be Catherine Bigelow, but she left the project. But, oh, okay. oh, that's a shame. Yeah. That is Patty a shame. Jenkins has done a bunch of TV, okay. uh, TV episodes. I can't remember. I, I almost want to say game of Thrones, but I'm not sure. Okay.
2: Uh, I don't think well, she's done game of Thrones.
3: Um, but so it's it, it seems like those standalone ones are going to be done by other people. But if Zack Snyder does the one where they all come together, the Avengers Assemble kind of thing, I, Justice
0: League Part One, 2018, uh, yeah, 2018, 2018, 2018 directed by Zack Snyder, is he? Yeah. See, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not really excited about that. 2019 is going to be part two, directed by Zack Snyder. I think. Uh, yeah. Is yeah. it 2019, 2019, 2019?
1: 2019. Yeah. 2018.
3: 2019. Yeah. It it,
0: start, you, it starts filming this year. It right. shows
3: you how unexcited I am that I didn't know that. But, like, I got just. <laughs> I,
0: I'm, I'm not excited by that at all. Yeah. Um, and what what did you think of the teasers for for the other characters? Did we touch on that? Yeah, yeah, those those were cool. I especially like the Flash one.
3: Mm-hmm. I think that was fun. Uh, it was a little subtle, yeah. subtle, simple thing. Yeah. Um, the other two, I could take it or leave it. I don't even know who the the one was. Cyborg? I don't. Cyborg the, is that who that is?
1: The, the robot one.
3: The, yes. The, yeah.
1: One with like the torso. Hanging yeah. On the, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
3: I didn't even know who that one was, but that's that's my shortcoming, not the films. But uh, right. it looked cool. Um, yeah, they were they were fun.
0: Uh, Fekus, what do you think about J- Justice League DC Universe going forward and the teasers for the for future movies?
1: The uh, the teasers. I'll start with them. I, I think Flash is my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was really well done. Uh, I, I'm excited. To see, I'm excited for Aquaman, and I, and I never thought I'd say that because he's been one of the, like least interesting comic book characters <laughs> for me. But I, I like Aquaman's look, and I'm interested to see what direction they take him um cyborg yeah, I've, mm-hmm. i'm not i don't know a whole lot about cyborg so that's probably where my kind of uh comes from mm-hmm. uh i'm excited for the standalones just because hey look i i have you know rosy colored glasses on when i'm watching comic book movies mm-hmm. and you know so more comic book movies to me it'll you know it's all for the better you know i'm the kind, i'm the guy that you know defends the thor movies and <laughs> iron man 2 and so, I, I understand that I already hate, you know, mm-hmm. already predisposed to enjoy a comic book film. So, I, I'm looking forward to those. And I'm still looking forward to a Zack Snyder-directed uh, Justice League movies. I, I Interesting. Think he, I think given it two parts, I think he can... I still I have faith in the guy. I think he can... Maybe because I, I like this movie more than you guys did. I, I, honestly, I think a uh, Zack Snyder-directed Batman movie would be fantastic. Um I tell you, I'm going to go see it, obviously.
3: I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not going to
1: see it. In I see, I see the, mm-hmm. uh, the look of excitement in uh, Matt's just, eyes
0: on that. Oh, yeah. I, that just broke my heart a little bit. I,
1: I don't know. I don't see how you can have such a little fit. Yeah, he's had some bombs, but he's he's done 300. He's done Watchmen. He's done, done yeah. He's done good stuff. So I, I I feel like, given the chance, he could still do good stuff. So
0: Yeah,
3: comparatively, I don't. Think he has compared to other comic book movies?
1: Uh, see, mm-hmm. Watchmen to me is one of the best comic book movies.
3: Watchmen, ever. yeah, but Man of Steel and this, I don't. I think those are on the lower tiers of.
1: I call I put Man of Steel in the middle, but then again, I have mm-hmm. a better. Uh, you
0: know, you come at it with more context. Yeah, sure. Is that what you're trying yeah. to say?
1: Well, I was just I have a better view of it than not. I like it more than you guys do. You, right? Tread you, lightly. Yeah. <laughs> <just
0: kidding>. Okay. <laughs> you're the guest on the podcast and you think that you know you you I know everything, you come from a better position okay? <laughs> than us. I get
1: it. Robert Fecht no. You guys so. don't know what the hell you're talking about. That's what
0: it is. <laughs> um yeah, uh so I mean I said before, I'm I'm kind of all about this shared universe thing. There's a longer conversation to be had about like what like I mean in in this is completely off topic, but like, I don't think that the shared universe formula and, and the current trend of it now should just be superhero movies. Like, like there's, there's an argument to be made that, that, um, uh, like in a perfect world, if I had billions and billions and billions of dollars in a studio that I could run, I would buy up the rights to Stephen King's work and make a a shared universe dark tower series with, with incorporating everything. So I like the idea of, of a shared universe of a continuity that runs through multiple franchises and multiple characters in their standalone things leading up to big team up movies and stuff like that. Um, so I'm looking forward tentatively. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic about, about the DC movies going forward. I, I like the teasers. Uh, there was, <laughs> there was a lot of criticism about how, uh, Batman v Superman had teasers for movies in the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> However, I think that the teasers for it would have like and I know that I know that DC didn't want to to uh draw comparisons from Marvel and I can respect that. Um but man, how cool would it have been if the if the po- if there was a post-credit scene where they they hinted at the the like that the scene with um the video files of of the other characters like what if that was a post-credit scene that would have been that would have been really cool that would have been i think so too yeah yeah, yeah. but i, I, really I, like I but
1: i marvel's so well known for their post-credit scenes yeah and that'd be the first criticism and everyone's like oh trying to do what Marvel yeah. you're right yeah
0: like i would say probably 89 to 80 85 to 90 percent of the audience stayed in there because they thought that was going to be a oh they, they made scene. an announcement before our yeah. showing oh did they, yeah, they did. oh that's nice um i well, don't
1: i also had a buddy that saw it two days before i did mm-hmm. and i asked him and he was like
0: yeah you know. yeah." Mm-hmm. um but uh, we're, we're oh, oh so um i'm not crazy about Zack snyder justice league movies because i don't like Zack snyder um well he doesn't like you i can see it now <laughs> up the other day he's like
1: hey robert like, what's up Zack?" he's like man i hate that matt harker i was like this was a random conversation it is
0: it is <laughs> i'm sure that it Took twice as long to- <laughs> for that conversation to take
2: place. <laughs> oh, I <rock> now.
0: <laughs> oh god. Oh Zack Snyder. Anyway, um. So yeah, but but I'm I'm curious about the about the uh, the future of the franchise and see where it goes. And I, it made me, I don't know, something about it made me really curious to, like, I want to go and I know that these aren't connected and don't strike the right tone. But I'm really curious to see, or I, I would like to go and watch, like, th- like, watch Arrow and The Flash, the TV shows, and, cause they have their own, like, crossover kind of event thing. Right, Supergirl. And, cool. yeah, Supergirl and, uh, 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 Legends of Tomorrow. Um, they have their own, their whole TV universe going on. So, worse comes to worse if, uh, Zack Snyder decides to, you know, Go off the deep end and really tank the film franchise. I'm, I'm, I'll still check out the TV shows and see what they do there because that's long be commitment. Twenty
1: two episodes. It, it is. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> Can't do it. It is. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure they're good shows. It's just I don't have the...
0: Yeah, you know. that's I'm true. not a
1: TV guy anyway.
0: That's why I haven't really gotten into it because it's it's a big commitment. And then now there's... just like, and I'm such a completionist that it's like, okay, Arrow. Okay, I'll watch like two seasons. I'm like, I really want to watch The Flash. Like that's the one I really want to watch because I did watch the pilot episode of it and I really liked it. And I like I, I mean I'm a fan of time travel I love I love time travel I feel like the Flash is right up my alley yeah um it's speeding up right up my alley Aha, hey uh-huh. anyway um <laughs> uh but I feel like I need to go through like two two three seasons worth of Arrow before I can watch the Flash right yeah no I I know yeah. what you're saying uh but and that's why I'm not that's why I'm not a comic book fan because I would go crazy um there's a lot there's a lot out there yeah um. So yeah, is that everything? Should we go into spoilers? Yeah, I'd say it's still Do <clears throat> Hey, it's me cutting into the episode to let you know that before we get into spoilers, or before we get into our spoiler section, um, I've added a six-minute-long clip that Mike actually sent in um, after he saw the movie, and the timing just... Um, Happen to match up to where I, I hadn't edited edited the episode yet, so I'm including that in this episode, and hopefully we can do some more things like that um, with him because we really miss having him on as a full-time co-host and everything. Um, so we're gonna try to do that, but for the meantime, um, before we get to our spoiler discussion, there's a six-minute discussion of, of or a six-minute audio clip of Mike talking about his thoughts on the movie. He spoils it a little bit here and there. Uh, but he doesn't go into too much specifics. But if you still want to avoid spoilers and just want to skip to potpourri, check the show notes. If you've seen the movie or don't mind being spoiled, just continue listening and enjoy the rest of the episode. Thank you.
4: Okay, so it's 12.02 Central Time. Uh, and I just got out of Dawn of Justice. Uh, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. And I just thought it would be kind of a fun thing if I... Uh, recorded by Thoughts on the drive home. So I'm literally recording this on my phone uh, as I drive home. Initially, i got to say it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I, I, I think it's I've gone on record as saying how much I hate Zack Snyder, uh, how unimpressed I was, especially with Man of Steel, and how I wasn't really excited going into this movie. And so... Um, I I can't say that I was let down by anything. That said, there were a few moments that kind of did surprise me, uh, pleasantly surprised, which ultimately just leads me to be disappointed in what kind of good movie it could have been and eventually turned out not to be. Uh, I agree with a lot of people who are saying that uh, Ben Affleck is pretty good at Batman. Unfortunately, there's just not enough. Um, I really liked a lot of the ways uh, in terms of the action. I I liked how they um, had Superman fly. I think they kind of put him in interesting poses that I thought those shots were composed particularly uh, captivating. Um, In the end, though, too much silliness. Uh, Light on the things that were good and very heavy on things that just didn't work the way I think they thought they did the movie wasn't nearly as heavy as I imagine uh, Zack Snyder and the producers thought it was uh, it kind of was soulless really I felt um, I did feel like the powers were there I was pretty impressed by the final fight scene with Doomsday, Doomsday in terms of the gravity of the situation but uh, I wasn't impressed with feeling anything during those scenes. I felt very little. Um, very bored in the beginning and especially when you get to that that kind of that uh, first real fight scene toward the end of the movie where Batman is kind of taking on some of those thugs was probably the highlight of the movie and I, I just found myself frustrated that there wasn't more of that earlier on in the movie. Um, I think there are some of those silly directorial choices from Zack Snyder that we've just kind of come to expect that, uh, seem again, like they hold some sort of gravity, but they don't. Seems like, um, where toward the very beginning of the movie where Lois Lane is in the bathtub and Superman, uh, Clark just kind of gets in the tub with her. It's it's just kind of cheesy and, and you kind of expect a little more from uh a superhero movie with this kind of weight one of my biggest gripes was the shoehorning in of the justice league uh i I know i get it i get that this is dawn of justice and that's the whole point and they're they're this is the the beginning of their whole uh universe to compete with marvel but it just didn't work the the little cameo appearances and the, the the video footage of the other characters was just not impressive. I, I just couldn't care less. Even when Wonder Woman arrived, and I, and I think it's very cool to finally have Wonder Woman on the big screen, and it's cool to have a, a strong female superhero, but just I, it just didn't feel like the movie needed it. Uh, I was very interested in what Batman vs. Superman, the idea of that had to say, and it just kind of, uh, they they added Wonder Woman, and I just immediately began to not care. Speaking of Batman versus Superman, their fight scene uh, was also pretty disappointing. Cool to see some of the decisions they made and some of the uh, particular action set pieces. However, I found that um, because they were so heavy and Batman was encumbered by the, the suit that he had to wear, it felt like a very slow scene and kind of unfortunately just reminded me of the, the pointlessness of the General Zod fight from Man of Steel. Just two heavy things going at it slowly. It just uh, not a whole lot to it, which leads me to uh, the plot uh, not a whole lot to that either. Especially pitting the two of them together really seemed forced at the end. The idea that Lex Luthor would hold uh, Martha Kent hostage just seemed, for a movie that felt like it was trying to be bigger uh, than it was, that that type of character motivation is even smaller than it was. Uh, so just very disappointed in that. So again, to sum up, I there were parts that actually did exceed my expectations. Some some fun parts. Uh, I thought a lot of the stuff with Batman was interesting. Uh, I really liked how Superman was kind of uh, savvy to Batman because he could kind of overhear that there was someone in Batman's ear. Some of that was cool. Just not enough of the things that were good. Um, special effects were uh, you know top top uh state of the art uh i don't know why i said it that way state of the art special effects and just looks great but ultimately uh better than man of steel but disappointingly hollow didn't didn't leave me wanting more uh however they have announced that ben affleck just finished his script for his batman movie so i am looking forward to seeing what they do with that
0: that's all thank you Okay, so spoilers for Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice starting now. Okay, so first, right off the bat, guys, the thing that's been bugging me, first of all, like, I, again, uh, retreading old topics from, like, an hour ago, uh, Zack Snyder, I I hated the beginning. It's like, okay, there's uh, Bruce Wayne flashback, uh, Bruce Wayne flashback, Africa, with, with, lois lane then daily Planet. like you have to establish
1: you have to establish superman's story you
0: do you do but there are better ways to do it without jumping and and being jarring but the thing i want to get to is lois lane uh are you guys aware of who the photographer was in that scene
2: Uh -uh. no
0: it was jimmy olsen they killed jimmy olsen they did and what i was saying (gasps) um what i was saying earlier about zack snyder's remarks it's like that was Like, it's, it's supposed, like, like, they reference him, they say, oh, hey, Jimmy, or whatever, and then it's referred, like, he's referred to as a CIA plant, but that was literally Jimmy Olsen. Like, that was, that was, according to Zack Snyder, this is his direct quote, which, again, like, just, I don't, okay, so, uh, quote, Zack Snyder, quote, we just did it as this little aside because we had been tracking where we thought the movies were gonna go, and we don't have room for Jimmy Olsen and our big pantheon of characters, but we can have fun with him, right? So his idea of having fun with an iconic <laughs> character of the comics and everything is to kill him off off screen because it's PG thirteen um, after a, after a minute of screen time, if that. I don't hate that. Comment. I think it's, it's kind of funny. I just, it's, <laughs> I just, I just think it's so weird and silly. Uh, and, I don't
1: have a problem with it. Yeah, uh, I, I don't it, know. I think it's funny. I, <laughs> I didn't know that was Jimmy Olsen. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, f-
0: you, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> It just it i don't know. It just strikes me as just weird. Like it strikes me as he doesn't. And granted, again, I don't understand the universe. I don't understand the source material or anything. Well, I'm know, not familiar J- with it. Jimmy
1: Olsen serves as a a save, person to save. So, it, mm-hmm.
0: well, yeah, we okay, need, we don't need him. That's a good. You don't need him because he doesn't save. F- anyone in the same movie yeah and it's funny he's like well we didn't have room for him We had room for everybody else yeah yeah, yeah. Well. practically um, literally everyone except
1: for jim <laughs> another <Yeah.
0: laughs> another thing this is a minor this isn't even a nitpick it's just a, a problem with the writing like i don't like david s goyer is one of the screenwriters i don't right. i don't like his style i don't like it like he he his dialogue is awful pretty much across the board anything i've seen of his um like i, I read the original um the original draft of of Batman begins before no one got a hold of it and I thought that it was just garbage. Like not garbage, but it was just really just it didn't work for me. And it was it was David S. Goyer who was the sole writer on that one, um, back when I read it. But um Perry White, like there's like like his first three scenes, two of them, he does the newspaper editor cliche thing. He's like, ah, he, yeah. It's like he pitch he pitches headlines to, like he pitches a headline to Clark, like it's yeah. like, oh go check out the go write about the sports thing, like, uh, and he does the thing where he puts his hand up and he like he puts the he puts, he puts the, the words the time, in there. Yeah, yeah, he's like, uh, uh, Metropolis sports win, blah blah blah, and then I'm like, okay, that's kind of silly, but okay, and then the next scene that he's in, he does the same thing to Lois Lane.
3: See, I thought it was tongue in cheek.
1: Yeah,
0: really? It I, see, I, I think it, I think it needed yeah. some lighthearted.
3: It worked for me. I thought, I thought I I I really enjoyed Lawrence Fist for this.
0: Like, I was immediately thinking, like, oh, this will, this will be funny if this is just all he does. But, um. (laughs) 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 Batman, (laughs) what are you doing here? (laughs) Clark Kent, always away from desk. Doomsday. (laughs) Doomsday destroys city. But it's okay because the city is vacant, which we'll get to that in a bit. (laughs) Um. Yeah, so. Uh, where else should we go with with this? Because I mean, there's a lot to talk about in spoilers. Um,
1: I I didn't love uh Wonder Woman's reasoning for needing to infiltrate Lex Luthor. It's like I gotta steal this picture, and <laughs> I'll get this one picture from the servers. like I don't think you understand digital media. Yeah, Wonder
0: Woman. <laughs> she is like 150 years old. Yeah, or whatever, but still, <laughs> That's I mean. True. And also on a on a podcast they they brought this up and they mentioned that like why does she need the picture anyway because it's like like any like it like okay if you if i showed you a picture from 1918 with me in a <laughs> costume, it's like, like you're just gonna say, "Oh yeah, he it looks like you." He clearly has a superpower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which granted, provided- no, no normal human
1: will wear that headdress. She's a superhero. <laughs> Quick, take that picture. Yeah, it's yeah, like she
3: literally just used a lasso, lasso of truth, to hold down Doomsday while Superman stabs him to death. But it's like. Someone sees that picture, like, oh my god, she's over hundred years old. That's insane!
1: Right.
0: <laughs> Holy crap! There's right. no
1: such thing as people that look like one another.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, that would also probably be a flaw with the idea of the teasers for the for the movies being at the end of the movie because it would be it, in my vision, it would be Wonder Woman opening it. But I mean, the world would know about Wonder Woman at that point anyway. So right. that that's flaw in, in my thought process anyway. But um, so there was a moment. In this movie, where I laughed out loud, like long, it was and- it
3: was pretty fun. The, it was funnier hearing you laugh than the actual <laughs> moment in the movie. Well, the
0: context for it, it was it was a line. It was it was the it was the line where they uh, they come to their they come to an agreement and after at the end of their fight, Batman and Superman, it's because their uh, it's because their mothers both have the same first name. Well. <sighs> The reason, the reason I laughed about that is because when I realized, because I just watched, I just watched Man of Steel, um, and I, Martha Kent is in the movie, and I'm like, oh, Martha Kent, okay, cool. And then when I saw, um, when I was watching Batman v Superman, and I saw the beginning and saw that, that, oh, I didn't realize, uh, Martha, um, um Wayne. Martha Wayne is, is named Martha too. And then, like, I, I wish if I, if I, if I was an asshole and talked during movies, which no one should ever do, um, I I seriously wanted to like turn to Tiny and be like, uh, "Wouldn't it be awesome if they just realized that their mother's names are Martha?" And it's like, <laughs>
2: it's like, "Oh my god,
0: oh my god, your mom's name is Martha. My name's Martha too. My mom's name is Martha too. Oh my god, did we just um, become best friends? Did we just become best friends?" That
1: that, that is a, it was a very awkward ending to that fight, and mm-hmm. the the problem the problem with ending that fight is. It's hard to find a reason to end it mm-hmm. because you have Superman that could easily snap, uh, you know, Batman's neck should he want to, and you have Batman that just has an insatiable you know, just ridiculous desire to follow through what his plan is going to be. So mm-hmm. how do you stop that fight?
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: in the in the comic book where the fight's taken from is the Dark Knight Returns, uh, where that where they fight, Batman has. Superman against the ropes. He's he, he's gonna kill him. Like he's hmm. gonna kill Superman, but he doesn't. And there's a specific reason in the comic book why he does does chooses not to. Mm-hmm. So, and, but that reasoning doesn't fit for the context of the movie. So yeah, I I didn't love the the Martha either. But
0: also, I don't remember the exact lines, but I. And this is problematic of the entire movie, really. And I and I enjoyed the movie. I, I want to reinforce this. I enjoyed the experience of seeing this movie for the most part. I like the action scenes and like when they were fighting each other. I just had a grin on my face. God, that was, this was such so a cool. Good,
1: such a good that fight. Cool. So
0: yeah. cool. But all I thought was like, like I I don't remember. I need to see it again. But I remember like Superman saying like he's gonna kill Martha or something. And I'm like. What? Like if if I was in that position, I wouldn't say, "Oh my God, he's going to kill Sandy." Kill my mom, right?
2: It's like he's (laughs) going to kill
0: my mom. And who the fuck is (laughs) Nicky? Like, why would you say like what? The only reason for him to say Martha is so that Bruce Wayne would notice that. And also, it's a deeper flaw in the movie in that maybe it's more a flaw to the character, and maybe it's maybe there. Well, not even Kryptonite can be an explanation for this because it happens before. But when Lex Luthor tells. Superman like, "Oh, I have I have Martha Kent and if you if you bring me the head of the bat, I'll I'll release her and everything." It's like, "Okay, okay." Um, earlier in the movie, Superman flew across the world to save Lois Lane because he can sense where she is, and he did it later where he saved her from from the skyscraper. Could he not sense where Martha was so that he could go save her and himself and not have to deal with hmm. all that? Like there was no explanation to why that isn't a thing. When he, like, he has two very important women in his life. There's Lois Lane, who doesn't give much character development, but that's neither here nor there. Um, And then Martha Kent, like, can he not do the same thing to Martha that he did with Lois and find her? Like, And that's more fault with Superman's powers and everything, but I don't know. That just, that bothered me. Yeah, and
1: and I can see that. It's it's hard to to draw the line on Superman's mm -hmm. powers, and that's always kind of been my thing, why I, I don't care for Superman comics so he mm-hmm. is all powerful it's, you know he has one one flaw and that's kryptonite so it it's hard to decide where the line is going to be drawn as to how effective his powers can be so it yeah and I get your complaint I really mm-hmm.
3: do Well, one power he doesn't have is uh, um uh, the power to use diplomatic skills <laughs> uh, which I made this argument when we talked about Man of Steel I remember it cuz it just bothers me so much that you know in the first the in the in Man of Steel he tries to reason with Zod, but he doesn't try yeah. very hard. It but, feels like it just it just escalates to violence immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, so quickly. And I feel like in this movie, when he's fighting Batman, I liked the beginning where he lands and he tries to talk to him mm-hmm. and reason with him, and Batman's just so pissed off at that one. He's just like, no, death to him. And, uh, like, that was cool, but like, throughout the fight, they start fighting at, at any moment. Mm-hmm. Clark Kent could have been like, they're gonna kill my mom. Right. You know, he or Superman. He could have been right. like, they're going to kill my mom, or I need your help right now. This is a dire thing. He could, no diplomatic skills whatsoever. And I realize they have to fight. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, he's stupid. he's also
1: probably kind of pissed off that he's, this is the first time he's actually getting bested by a human being at some <laughs> point. So he's probably like, yeah. mother.
3: But still, you guys have to set yeah. them aside, bro.
1: Right. They do, yes. man. They do. <laughs> Martha's. Martha's. I yeah. did like your, <laughs> your text to me. He's like, you want to discuss, uh, <laughs> Martha's boys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: That's another thing is that when we were, when we were, I texted you, Fecus, about, uh, about recording tonight. And like, I, when I sent this text, I immediately thought, like, if you read this out of context, <laughs> you would have no, you would have no idea we were talking about a batman movie because i said uh you you texted me and said what time are we recording today i said does seven thirty work for you uh you said it does so i said sweet Hopefully, when we, when we record, it won't just turn out to be a dream sequence, or hopefully, if we have water nearby, it won't be a jar of urine. <laughs> Either way, I'll be sure to have Jolly Ranchers in hand, to, <laughs> and on hand to feed to you and Tiny. Like, nothing in that text says anything about right. Batman and Superman, but it's about this movie specifically. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> I, I
1: didn't hate the urine, uh, Portion. Of, I, I, I thought
0: it was funny. I genuinely laughed. I genuinely saw I the comedy in it. I thought that, it, and it goes back to. I thought that was very
1: antagonistic. Mm-hmm. That, that was very that character's Lex Luthor. It was very antagonistic. I yeah.
0: Oh yeah. It, was- it it worked perfectly well for me in the context of the movie. It right. was it was definitely. I mean, it was a it was a weird. It was weird, but it was weird because Lex Luthor is weird in this movie. Yeah. How he got the damn jar of urine there is a question for another day, mm-hmm. what his motivations throughout the entire movie were. I don't know. Cause uh, it, well, if you, I feel like if you go back and I, I've, I've read, I've read articles, I've, I've listened to podcasts about this. No one can seem to say what Lex Luthor's entire, plot like his his entire thing seemed more reactive to or more contingent on what the script needed him to do rather than any inherent logic to him like okay so he wants to pit batman and superman so that he can kill so that so that they can kill uh superman i guess or or batman um i don't think he had
1: the, any issues with batman i i think he sees superman as the how dare this alien come to my planet mm-hmm. and be worshipped as a god? I, I think the original plan was for him to uh, use the kryptonite against uh, Superman. But once Batman stole the kryptonite, which my, one of my biggest issues was, there's clearly a badass battle scene that happened when he stole that kryptonite. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Why did I not get to see that battle? <laughs> um, so once Batman's taken the kryptonite, he's like, well, you know, I'll. Screw it, Batman! I'll pit Batman against Superman. Have mm. him uh, do my dirty work. So that's that's where I kind of get, and I, and I'm hoping they flush out a lot of more of this in the mm. three hour uh array Me too. version. So yeah. that's that's what I'm, I'm, I can't wait for the three hour
0: version. Either. I'm I'm very curious what it, how it's gonna feel because I I'm I'll see it and I'll I'll be I'll curious. Let you to see. Mine. You're, Thank you because I don't want to. I, I don't know if I want to spend money on it, but um, <laughs> what I can't like my whole thing is like okay if maybe from the start if he was. If he was instigating a fight between them so that they can get so they can get rid of Superman, that's that that's fine, that's fine. But when they're fighting and he realizes that he's losing, his his answer to okay, so if his problem is Superman is an alien who came down or whatever, um, and he wants to get rid of him because he wants whatever you said, basically his motivation. If that's his motivation, his answer to it is to create. A, a monster that's even more unkillable than Superman in, in, this, but, in but this world? But he, he
1: made it from himself, so I, I feel like he, he mm-hmm. felt like he had some sort of control over this, over Doomsday. So, sure. you know, they, they made a big emphasis to make sure that it was his DNA spliced mm-hmm. into the uh, the Genesis chamber uh, to right. create this Doomsday device.
0: Let's. <laughs> so, Do- let's- <laughs> Doomsday.
1: Plot device.
0: Plot device. <laughs> uh, so, what did you guys think of? De- Tiny, what did you think of Doomsday in the movie in general? Um,
3: I feel like that kind of creature villain character uh, really needs more than the last 15 minutes of a movie. Mm. Um, but again, he's so powerful and arguably, like he said, like, a, like I said, arguably more unstoppable than Superman. Uh, how do you sustain that for a whole movie? So
1: you you don't.
3: Yeah, I, I wanted more. I mm-hmm. I really wanted more of him because he was so he was he was
1: scary. He, he was. was scary in the but movie. He, he's not a character though. I mean, he, he's he's, okay. he, he's not like a, a character that has a, a background. Like he, okay. he yeah. he's, he's literally created in the comic books as well to you know to to kill. So it's not like he's got this backstory where you know you know. Doomsday sitting around like my family could have been saved by Superman. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I didn't love the look of Doomsday to start. I thought mm-hmm. he kind of looked like a cave troll from uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Right. But as he uh, kind of evolved, or I don't know. As, morphed. I, I don't yeah, know. As I, he got I,
0: more powerful. Yeah, I changed. thought he looked
1: better and better in yeah. his, you know, his final form. To be a Pokemon nerd, his final form, <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was very very cool.
3: Mm. I just wanted to see more of the the fighting that resulted mm. as him being around. I mean, i yeah. ju- I, I kind of wanted more. I didn't necessarily wanted to develop his character. I just wanted right. to see more of him because <laughs> it was cool.
1: Doomsday in his office one day. <laughs> Damn, Superman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um it's the final battle, but with, with Doomsday and Superman and and, and Batman and, and Wonder Woman. I loved Wonder Woman in that sequence. That I thought, rope
1: part was awesome. I, so I don't know why. Cool. I loved seeing her so lasso cool. him. I thought, it was, yeah. yeah,
0: I love the change in score with her introduction. It's very like I don't I don't know how to describe it, but it's a very distinct style that I hope is going to be like a theme throughout her movie. Um, I just thought it was just, it was so cool.
1: It is. Apparently they developed scores for each individual Justice League member is oh, okay. from what I've oh, read. Nice. So.
0: That's cool. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was great. Um, yeah. And I mean, <laughs> the movie went out of its way to, uh, in the cameos of the newscasters that went out of its way to, to tell us that the, the city was, de- the city was empty. Uh, pretty much like not the oh, city, fortunately, just the area. The area, yeah. It'd be um, like if
1: Doomsday and Superman were to fight at the old airport. We know there's nobody over there, so sure. they can duke it out over there. <laughs> sure, but yes, there sure. was like it, it was like oh, it's a good thing there's nobody over there, right? Now. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a good thing that whole neighborhood's on vacation.
0: <laughs> but that's also w- with my problem with Man of Steel. The, it's just destruction porn. It's just it's an it's another fight between a,
1: a godlike. Terrible monster and a literal god. I mean, what do you think it's going to be like a, in a boxing ring? Or like, hey, all right, round over, guys. It, careful, those buildings are there. I, don't I want think you to <laughs> knock those the
0: down. The problem is the characterization, though. Like, it's it's destruction porn, but if they had substance for the character motivations and stuff, I'd be more into it. Like, like the fight sequence with, with Batman and Superman, that was, that was cool because they both, I mean, it was a little jumbled and it was a little messy and it was a little, the characterization that got them there was a little. Not to my liking, but you still had clear ideas of where each person was in the fight and what their position was and like what was at stake with, between the two of them, basically. With Doomsday, it's like, oh, there's a monster.
1: Doomsday doesn't have a stake. He's a monster yeah. literally created to kill <clears throat> Superman by this horrible, evil genius. I mean, he's, he doesn't have a, a horse in this race. He's just a
0: horrible, evil genius that doesn't really... It, his motivation didn't didn't work for me in the movie so that's, that's that's i think that might be where the faulting is for me
3: um, you know the destruction of porn does just doesn't bother me either i'm i got a side of the focus on that one okay. I, I, it just makes it makes physical sense to me <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, all.
0: yeah yeah i don't know um so you're right you don't know
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so Superman dies um i loved that turn really me too. i did I I loved
1: it. I didn't. I didn't like. Yeah, I get it. They were doing their. You know, this fight was brought out of uh, Death of Superman, Mm -hmm. but I didn't think they were going to kill Superman. Right. So I. No, it was great. I loved it, and and I I loved their reaction to his death too. And I kind of loved the dialogue between uh, Diana and Bruce when mm -hmm. when he's like
0: standing over the grave,
1: right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, they see him as a soldier. They know no other way to mourn him. Yeah, I I like that dialogue. So Mm -hmm. no, I, I. Killing Superman, I thought, was a great, great little turn.
0: I, I I, liked it, too. I, I actually really did uh, like it. There's a shot, probably, I mean, just, <laughs> like, there's such a great scene. I don't know if this is taken from a panel in the comic or anything like that, but there's just a great shot after he's after his death where he's um um lois lane is holding his dead body and then like off to the side is batman and, and wonder woman they're kind of like looking like oh my god what just happened and it's just it's just a static shot on this and it kind of pulls back a little bit i loved that like yeah. like the way that that was set up i, I loved that um but <laughs> um uh and <laughs> i like in theory i i really love the idea of uh Bruce Wayne being the one that has to bring the justice league together. Uh, there's an absence of Superman. Superman is, it it feels like what they were going for was that, um, the death of Superman is what brings Bruce back to, back to a noble figure, but back to where he, he has an obligation as a vigilante, um, to bring forth like, like the, bring a team together to defend humanity in the face of evil, stuff like that. And it's, it's, uh, it's mirrored, or, or it's uh, it's referenced visually by um, later in later uh, or uh, when he goes to see um, uh, Lex in, in prison, he doesn't brand him; he brands the wall or whatever. It's like that's the end of the brutal Bruce Wayne Batman right. and everything. I just wish that that was a better there was a better through line throughout the movie for me because maybe it was more because the movie was so cluttered with other things that I didn't that I didn't know what what part of the arc I needed to. Um, uh, keep focusing my attention on like there's a whole there's a whole thing with with batman tracking the tracking the uh russian guy i think it was a russian guy um who ends up being the one that has martha and that's like like he goes like he does something with the phone with him and he's he's tracking him to different places i'm like this that's unneeded like like they could have just well, this is the whole point of him
1: getting the kryptonite he's
0: <clears throat> yeah yeah But I just felt like it was just like maybe two, three scenes too much.
1: One of the Um, the problems I had, uh, and I kind of whispered to Peter, uh, my brother, uh, mm -hmm. in the middle of the film, is when they're smuggling in their kryptonite into uh, the docks. And they put this, you know, this substance that's supposed, they're probably illegally smuggling in the country into a big box labeled Lexcore. <laughs>
0: like, it's like, you guys might want
2: to be a little bit more right. subtle now.
0: There was, there was also, and this is, this is mentioned on another podcast. I think it was either Mad About Movies or, uh, f- slash Filmcast, but they mentioned that the file, the file with the other Justice League members, it's like it's kind of silly when you think a little bit too much at it, because like it's basically Lex Luthor has a just has a file on his computer that has like huh. made metahumans, the meta-humans and <laughs> they've made they've made logos for each. Yeah,
2: exactly.
0: <laughs> it's like the
1: design costume. Right. <laughs> Every time you click on it, like a theme song comes. Right. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. And just compiling the footage is just kind of a weird weird thing like okay we've got footage of like i mean obviously it's supposed to say that they like if there was more data in the file like if they showed like okay they, they've tracked him here right. there's 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 records of of different purchases like if it showed like they were like really looking into it but no it's just a single video file of a convenience store um uh uh, uh surveillance video there's a uh, um uh, uh other videos about it like a thing from a submarine it's like yeah just you know, do like show that there's work involved with finding these metahumans. Right.
1: It's like he just found his favorite clips on you know, right? Bomb's world. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'll show this one to my friend right. later. Oh my god!
0: It's like here's my secret porn folder. <laughs> um, which if you go on my computer and you find my porn folder, I have I have documents about uh, the transactions. I oh right, before, yeah, right? No, like, absolutely. Oh, All yeah. that. It's it's very very you nice know, and breakdowns. Of yeah, each category. Mm-hmm ridiculous <laughs> um behind the scenes footage of each scene and right. it's just it's you know commentary, <laughs> <Right>. commentary. <laughs>
1: i just was not feeling it this day you can tell by the limpness now
0: jesus <laughs> oh my god just, um just went down a rabbit hole there right <laughs> um, also the death of superman seems a little superfluous because uh seems like i mean he's coming back they hinted at it at the well, end of course obviously he's coming back Who, yeah
1: you, you don't Everyone knows that's not a shock. Of course, he's right, right, back.
0: right. But I don't know. It just seemed like we didn't. I don't know. You
1: needed that. You needed something to drive Bruce mm-hmm. to 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 form the team. Mm-hmm. So you know he he needs to gather the rest of because something's coming. <clears throat> we all know something's coming. Whether or not that something's going to be Brainiac is it going to be Darkseid? We don't know yet. But something bigger than anything they've seen is coming. So
0: and that's. And that was another fault of mine. Like the the end with with seeing Lex in prison seemed like like it seemed like the uh, they were checking off uh, checking off a checklist saying like okay well we need to hint at the the big bad of the universe coming so okay Lex Luther is just gonna have this total non sequitur like oh I've he's coming he's he's coming and and TikTok or whatever um, and I'm sitting there like. Who's f- coming, man? I don't. I I have well, no I tell, but, context.
1: But he's he's coming into contact with the greater universe by mm-hmm. putting himself into the Genesis Chamber. So he's okay. He's sure. coming to you know, like they said in Man of Steel, it's it's complete history mm-hmm. uh, and knowledge that the Kryptonians had. Plus their Genesis. So see if that so was,
0: communicated better, it was communicated better. Was
1: communicated. It was. He's freaking bathing in the Genesis chamber. Do you he, think he is, was-
0: and it shows that he. It shows that he has the full knowledge and everything. But when in that scene, well, that, all I thought was
1: that that will be communicated better in the three-hour version because mm-hmm. I, they've already released a scene that That's, communicates I, that better.
0: I I, I I saw that, and I can't remember the last time a movie came out in the week after yeah, it came out. They right. released deleted, deleted scenes. Well, in,
1: how how crazy is? Well, I guess, you know, Star Wars blu rays coming out next in two weeks, but I feel like July 16th, it's mm-hmm. quick. Turnaround.
0: It's but, quick, yeah. But yeah. then
1: again, December 17th to April 4th mm-hmm. is a quick turnaround. It's a very yeah. short
0: yeah. time span, yeah. Yeah so. Um, yeah, so is there anything more? I want, kind of want to talk about the backlash online just briefly, and then we can go to Potpourri. Okay. Have you guys been following this at all?
1: Very vaguely, You know, I... Once I started seeing how much hate is again, I was just like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I liked it, so I, I I don't need to read what everyone else's
2: hatred towards mm-hmm. it. So
0: it's the way that um I think Drew McQueen, again on the Slash Filmcast that episode was amazing, by the way, um you guys should listen to it. But uh the way that he described it was that he like he came like he had he came under fire from fanboys who read his review and and read um uh news pieces that he had before. Before the movie came out, thinking like like they were like film critics were being <laughs> accused of being paid by Marvel to write <laughs> bad reviews that's of so it, stupid. which is the dumbest thing I've ever yeah, heard. <laughs> um, and God, I loved it because on Twitter, um, particularly like Matt Singer and uh, uh, Drew McQueenie and uh, I think David Erlock, Erlock, um, those like a bunch of critics on Twitter. They they were just really having a blast with it, it seemed like they were like, Oh yeah, I made I made such a killing off of this. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> just seeing how much I got for my review of Geely or whatever. Like
2: making <laughs> jokes
0: left and right. It was amazing. That's um, funny. Fan
1: fanboys are a little different.
0: Yeah, and so. the way that the way that uh Drew from HitFix, is his Twitter handle, the way that he described it is that he what he noticed was that he came into contact with basically what he was doing is like he's he's it's his job to review movies and review the industry um, the way it is. Like this is all just this is all a small spot, a small part of his job, a small part of the of the view of the industry that he has because of his job. Um, on the flip side, the people who are 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 voicing this outcry over uh, his reviews and, and and claiming that they that they were paid off and everything this is their world <laughs> yeah, right yeah. like they don't have that context for it so they they just think that any any negativity is going to be a, 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 a they're immature basically <laughs> that's just what it comes down to for me um but yeah it's just it's been it's been so weird so it, weird yeah it
1: has it's, it's a very divisive movie mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's very divisive yeah which so i hope i like it more when i see it again um,
1: I've read a few blogs where the people, like uh, Harry Knowles, I don't know if you know who Harry mm, Knowles is he, uh-huh. he, wrote a, he wrote a first review where it was not very pleasant and he went and had a second showing of it and he wrote a second review almost completely 180 turn around his opinion really? it, Yeah,
0: so. See, and, and I'm coming at this from, I liked the movie okay like I was, right. I had fun with the actual experience um, but the more I get away from it the more i'm kind of seeing like just some stuff just doesn't add up for me well, I mean, it, it, it's there's
1: there's problems it's not a perfect mm-hmm. movie i i being a fan of the movie i can i can tell you there's there's problems with the movie it's,
0: but it's also not worthy of the critical backlash i don't think no i don't think um, i think it's
1: been a, little, a bit
0: harsh yeah, yeah they I agree. yeah they were giving it like i don't know if this is a a good comparison but they i mean they were treating it almost to fantastic 4 levels um uh, which is not not that's no, uh, no, that, that's no. just meat spirit. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic <laughs> 4 was was an abomination. Like that was that was not a complete movie. Yeah. This was just a complete movie made by a person who doesn't know how the f- to make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> um and so Popery. <laughs> um no, I hope that Zack Snyder hires another just, director. Just wish him
1: well. Okay, just wish <laughs> him
0: well. I can't do that. I
1: just can't. Well, apparently you don't want to see a good justice. <laughs> um.
0: Yeah. So okay. So review over. We're, right. we're, is there anything more? Can we nah, do the I potpourri? think we we beat well it around. to death. Oh, yeah. We did. Yeah. We did. We uh. Shot with kryptonite and beat it up. We did. We we threw a
2: we
1: spear. Gave it our give it give it a little stab. At it. I mean, it told, it told us its mother's name.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, my God.
3: And they were not the same.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, so I cannot be friends with this movie. Um, <laughs> so potpourri, guys. Potpourri. Thank you for listening to our very long, probably, uh, review of Batman v Superman. And this section of the podcast is we're just basically going to wind down and do a brief uh, rundown of some stuff that we've been watching lately. It's uh, basically the kind of tagline for it. We call it potpourri. Tagline for it is anything we want, as long as long as long as it smells good. Um, which I have a very nice candle warmer going. Um Thank you, guys. It for is nice. Very nice. does smell good. No, does thank, smell you, good. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, you know, they didn't mention it off the air or anything. That's fine. Um <laughs> I just work really hard to, to keep this studio slash apartment uh I was just clean. disappointed to see that you spilled uh, Coke all over your floor. I know. It's really bad. The
1: <laughs> powdered kind, not the liquid
0: kind. It's, no, not <laughs> the powdered He has kind. a problem. He has a problem. Why didn't he talk so fast? It was heroin. Um, that's
1: Um <laughs> You're terrible. the one who told the general public that I was a Roy... Roid-
0: I did not say that. Sam said yeah. <laughs> that. Listen to OV156, I think, for that. Um. Anyway, um. So, Puppery, Let's uh. Let's start with Farkus because you're our guest. Sure. And uh, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and uh, hit us with what you've got?
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. A couple weeks ago, they released the uh the next the new trailer for the all female cast of uh, Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. I'll tell you what, I had my reservations about the movie coming forward, and this just confirmed every single bit of reservations I had. Really? Yeah. Yes. It. They're doing exactly what they thought they would. They're, it's slapstick. You know, There's a dry sense of humor to the original uh, Ghostbusters. Mm. It's good. They didn't need physical humor to make it funny and, and a good movie. This one, they're they're doing what Paul Feig, is that the director? Paul Feig, the, yeah. Feig, Paul yeah. Feig, he's doing what Paul Fig does, and mm. he's doing it with Melissa McCarthy. Um, you know, they, they have their, their ridiculous physical humor portions of it, uh, slapping the ghost out of her, which, yeah. Uh, yeah. and wh- what's, uh, what makes me irritated is in the original Ghostbusters, you have, uh, Ernie Hudson playing Winston. Mm. Okay. And, you know, Winston plays a regular guy. Right. So they, they mirror the, the racial standards for this one with the three white girls and one black girl. But she can't just be a regular girl, can't she? She has to be stereotypical. Mm -hmm, I got my Cadillac! (laughs)
0: Slapped a hater!
1: Uh, I was just, why? Why do we have to be a caricature? She ends. has a gold necklace with her name on it. Oh, that just, it irritates the crap out of me.
0: I didn't realize, I didn't notice that the first time I saw the trailer. And I was kind of jazzed about the trailer. Not really jazzed about it, but I was kind of... I was kind of cool about the trailer. I was kind of like, okay, you know, this could be pretty good. And then a friend of mine pointed out, like, uh, she's really stereotypical. She is. And I watched it again. I was like, holy what, crap! What
1: I thought she would have been a, a transformer in Transformers Two. <laughs> but no, it like it looks visually cool. I guess mm. the ghosts look cool, but yeah. the, the movie itself, it's going to be a typical Melissa McCarthy movie. It's going to be slapstick comedy, and it's just it looks horrible.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And
1: I'm I'm angry about it.
0: I, I mean, I don't know. Going into it, I'm I'm gonna see it, and and uh, maybe we can do a review episode of it. Yeah. Um, well, it. Um, I was
1: thinking about skipping it.
0: Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll force you to watch it. I'll watch um, it. But yeah, but yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of like you said. The visual effects look like they they'll be at least the best part of it for me. So I, it'll be cool. Um, it'll be interesting it will to see. Be cool. Tanya, what do you think of the Ghostbusters? Yeah, show?
3: the trailer had a substantial negative effect on my excitement and really? enthusiasm for the movie because I liked the idea of the all female cast. And, I don't have
1: a problem with it. It's, yeah, it's it's silly to be like, oh, they're all girls. No, it's that's stupid for you to have that kind of issue. That's not my problem. My problem mm-hmm. is that you took a bunch of slapstick comedians. Yeah. and are making this movie.
3: Yeah, the first one had such subtle and mm-hmm. and just well thought out. Intelligent comedy in it, right. and this th- there was no semblance of that whatsoever in the trailer. I'm not saying it's going to be excluded from the movie completely, but uh, they didn't. It just did not inspire confidence in me at all.
0: There's something about I think it's Kate McKinnon uh, in the movie. I think she's the blonde in it. Yeah, um, something about her that it, it seems like it'll be interesting because she does like a weird like facial like reaction in a scene in the trailer that like it seems like she'll be kind of a an interesting kind of. Quirky character. Um, yeah, we'll see. And it'll be—I uh, don't know—it'll be interesting yeah. to me. I don't Who knows? Know. Yeah,
2: good.
0: Yeah. Look forward to our review. We'll uh, we'll drag <laughs> Feckus back to the episode, <laughs> of, back to the podcast for it. Um, do you have anything else for papery? No, nope, that's good.
1: Okay. I think we're a little long anyway. So. Yeah.
0: yeah. Tiny papery. Uh,
3: I wanted to have a normal, regular movie to talk about, and I oh, started good. to so watch what did it. You get? <laughs> <laughs> I started to watch it, and I couldn't finish it. But I did watch a documentary, uh, <laughs> if you had a nickel for every time I said mm-hmm. that. Um, this one is on Netflix. It's called, um, uh, A Faster Horse. Um, it's about the new redesign of the new Ford Mustang. Uh, they followed along with the designers and documented the process. Uh, it, I thought it was really interesting. I, you know, they talked a lot about the, the borderline mysticism of the Mustang. It's kind of the original muscle car most successful muscle car yeah. it's came out 50 years ago and it's they've never not made one and they're just they're very very iconic and it's just americana and they talked about how it, they they talked about the stakes of it how if this redesign fails and people don't go buy mustangs it could lead to the collapse of the american american economy because you know, Jeez, I it's, mean, just
1: this seems awfully. Uh, I Apocalyptic over it, her car.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it, it sounds. It sounded far fetched, but they laid it out, and I was like, "Oh my god!" They kind of have a point. Like so much is hinging on this being a success, um, and, and just to see what these engineers and designers go through to design the tiniest little metal pin on a car, they put hours into it, and it's just amazing. Think about all the moving parts on a vehicle; they design every single one of them for hours. And you get an entire car after a year or two years. It's just it was it was very interesting seeing the process. Um, and I I'm not really a Mustang guy. I've always been more of kind of a Mopar guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I even expect- like the the Chevy's a little bit more. Um, but Mustang is undeniably cool. And the new one they came out with is just slicker than hell. It's sharp. Mm-hmm. It's sharp. It, like it looks I like, like it. it looks like a predator in a stance, getting ready to pounce on something. It's That's a awesome. really really cool car. They did a great job. It's it's a cool it's a cool documentary.
0: Nice. I haven't seen I haven't seen the new redesign of the Mustang or anything, but I remember back in I think two thousand five when they did like kind of the throwback yeah. design. I I was in love with that. Yeah. Um or it might have been before two thousand five. No, it was two thousand five. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Um, my brother bought one. Oh nice. Yeah. Cool. Um I ended up buying a charger, which was awesome and I love it. I yeah. still have the car. Um it
3: gave me new respect yeah. for the Mustang overall. Nice. Yeah. Nice.
0: Um Cool, so that's called A Faster Horse. How did you watch it?
1: It's on Netflix. Netflix. On yeah, TV? you
0: said
1: that. Uh-huh. <laughs> on a television.
0: <clears throat>
1: <laughs> that's the uh, kind of comedy you're going to see in Ghostbusters
0: 2016. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, okay, so roundup for for Potpourri uh, this week. Um, we, <laughs> we referenced it earlier. Um, you had something to say, Fekas, about the brony thing, but I'll, I'll go right. ahead and introduce what it is. Um, I watched Utopia last night, um, and... <laughs> I said, I said something like my first sent. I said earlier that my first sentence about Zootopia was going to have a very weird effect. Now that you brought up the Brony kind of thing. the furry, yeah, yeah. Uh, the furry kind of finished thing, but um, I thought Zootopia was freaking adorable, and I wanted to hug the crap out of the entire movie because <laughs>
2: everything was so
0: cute. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> So, what were you saying about bronies?
1: I forget where I saw this, but apparently <laughs> there was like a, a message board or like postings to, uh, to furries, the furry group people is saying to be appropriate when going seeing this movie because it's a children's movie. Oh. And like there's an online, you know, warning to the furries, like, hey, you know, be appropriate when you go see this movie. So I just, I picture all these furries <sighs> going to the movie theater, like all these kids there, like, Kids are looking at these people dressed up in furry costumes, the furry guys look at the kids like I guess I'll sit in the back row today. <laughs> <laughs> to
0: that's, reach their own. That's disturbing. I, that's yeah. that's not my thing, by when the way. They, I'm not, when they say be appropriate, are they talking about like appropriate attire or appropriate Appropriate
1: keep... behavior?
0: Mm, yeah. Do with that what you will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. Yep. If you have to post something... Right? If you
1: need the warms, like, yeah. hey, I need to go see this kid's
0: movie. Maybe wait till it hits red <laughs> box. <laughs> I,
1: I, may, I
3: may go home and Google the phrase, Zootopia Theater arrests.
0: Oh, to
2: no. see, see what comes up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but no, Zootopia was a very charming animated movie. I uh, It's funny, because before uh, going into 2016, really, the... Two big animal, um, uh, anthropomorphized animal uh, cartoon movies this year that I've seen uh, promoted is Zootopia and The Secret Life of Pets, which Secret Life of Pets comes out, I think, in July or maybe June. I'm not sure. But um, of those two movies, I was more excited for The Secret Life of Pets just from a concept because I yeah. love the idea. I yeah, love the idea. That, it seems That
1: movie looks good.
0: Yeah. Um, and then in Zootopia, I kind of went into it and – as soon as I saw like the Disney logo, and I realized like, oh, this is a Disney animation movie. And I mean, Disney animation apart from Pixar has been pretty good. Um, I loved Wreck It Ralph.
1: Yeah, Wreck It Ralph was great.
0: Oh, I uh, yeah, I adore it. I that's one of the that's one of the only it is the only um animated movie I own on Blu-ray that's not Pixar. Wow. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Getting a little movie called Frozen. I don't own that. You
1: should I know, own. but you're
3: talking oh, about... Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, in Frozen, Kung I wasn't Fu too Panda. crazy about... Never saw Kung Fu Panda. Uh, but I wasn't crazy about Frozen, and uh, Big Hero 6 was good. I didn't um, get to see it. I wanted to. It was It was good. It was good. Um, but Zootopia is probably my second favorite under uh, Wreck-It-Roth. They, they might be close... Well, yeah, Wreck-It-Roth is a little better, I think. But, um, man, this, this movie was so charming. I knew that I loved it because... Okay, first of all, the the whole setup of the movie is, is kind of brilliant. It's um, <laughs> it's a uh, it, a bunny, a, a bunny who dreams of being a police officer, becomes a police officer like a, a farm bunny basically from the outskirts of uh, like in, in farmland of this world. Uh, she goes to the big city and becomes a police officer in Zootopia, the big metropolitan city, and uh, she's the first bunny that's ever been hired for the for the police force, <laughs> and. <laughs> the moment that i knew that i loved this movie and this was the only this like i like the the theater wasn't filled with a lot of people cuz it's been out for a few weeks but i mean there was me a family two rows behind me a lone guy uh, kind of toward the front um
1: as fox <laughs> and, then, <yeah. laughs>
0: and then another family in the back row and then a couple uh, a, a an older couple kind of uh, kind of off to the side um and i was the only one to laugh like really hard at this joke and i felt weird cuz i was there by myself but <laughs> There was a joke in the first scene. This isn't really a spoiler. In the first scene where she goes to her uh, roll call, the captain, voiced by Idris Elba, doing his native uh, accent, oh, which was pretty awesome. cool, nice. very awesome. Um, uh, he says, <laughs> "He says, and this is her first roll call. First bunny. She's she's been ridiculed her whole life and everything about wanting to become a police officer because knowing a bunny can't do that." Uh, he's like, I think we should address the elephant in the room, and then there's a pause, and then he says, "Francine," and the camera moves over to an elephant, and he's like, "Happy birthday,"
2: <laughs> and I good. was like,
0: "This movie just won me over. Like they wow. could do, like like this movie. This movie is my jam, <laughs> um, and it didn't disappoint. It was very cool. The, there's a lot of interesting subtext and even social commentary about how." Like in the world of Zootopia, um, they exist after like like the uh, they the animals exist in harmony after after uh, um, evolving from predators and prey. So there's some there's some stuff early on about bullying, but it's it's about how predators are kind of there's there's a kind of xenophobia against predators and and a fear about them, even though they live in harmony and stuff. It's it's Basically, just you know, racism and stuff like that, right. um, and prejudice and everything. But it's packaged in just this, in into this story and this world that's just so accessible to kids and just so it's it doesn't beat you over the, over the head with messages and themes and stuff like that. It's just it's perfectly works within the logic of the entire story and the universe, and it's just it's really well told and well done. Um, by the end of it, it kind of got a little like uh, granted, I was also tired. It was like. Uh, <laughs> Since I went alone, I made the point to go to like a late showing because I don't want to be the creepy guy alone at a kids movie. <laughs> <Right>. um, but <laughs> sitting not normally close to the, <laughs> right. the with, my fox outfit. But want to um, share my popcorn? <laughs> 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 anyway, <laughs> um, no. So so and and, and you know, it, I went to the uh, I went to the screening, and by the end of it, it was kind of late, and I uh, it was it was kind of later, and I was kind of falling asleep, but. The ride there was was a lot of fun, and the animation was really good. Um, there was also some cool, um, some cool references. There was at least one scene that was a cool reference to other Disney animated movies that was pretty funny.
2: Well, don't um, spoil it.
1: I want to see it.
0: I won't. Slow. I won't. Me um, too. So I, I recommend checking out Zootopia. Um, the sloth
1: yeah. scene alone has me hooked. To- yeah. to
0: <laughs> Such brilliant, brilliant of them to, uh, to. <laughs> it was brilliant of them. To incorporate that into like the teaser trailer, that, right, like, that was yeah. the entire teaser. That had trailer. me sold so, to see the movie right there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And little known fact, that scene, uh, the scene where the sloth is talking very slowly and uh, very methodically and everything, uh, Ghost directed by Zack Snyder.
1: Shut up! Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know you're kidding, but stop. <laughs>
0: On that note, um, Fekas, thank you for coming on to, uh, your eighth guest appearance on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's always yeah, a pleasure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's always a pleasure to have you on. You're, uh, we'll, we'll have you on many times in the future as okay. well. Um, yeah. next week, I don't know what we're doing. Not sure yet. Uh, we've kicked around some ideas. Um, don't know what we're doing, but I will make a pledge to the listeners that I will, for potpourri, at least one of my potpourri's will be the good, the bad, and the ugly. Nice. <laughs> because that was picked. Oh out wow. of the bag yeah. months ago and then like stuff happened, like the Academy Awards thing, my my family issues happened and all that. So we'll get back to that. So I'll I'll review the good, bad and the ugly and uh and we'll have an episode topic that we'll
1: everyone will be a, love you know, be
0: about something it will be about something i think we're going to actually do a topic episode so i think be so fun. yeah it'll be fun it's been a while so um having said that thanks for listening guys and uh we'll see you next week or you'll hear us next week or something thanks guys
1: he'll yeah. see you in your in your house in the bushes
0: She's dear god <laughs> no no <laughs> all right thanks guys thanks He's so cute. Um, <laughs> this is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter.
3: This is Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on Twitter.
0: Oh, and this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast.
3: No, no, no. Oh, no damn it. No.
0: <laughs>
3: You suck. You suck. Move along. Come on, pizza. Move along. Literally <laughs> stepping all on. Caps lock is on. <laughs>
2: Oh and goodness. I think
3: she managed to pause the recording, which she is fucking hilarious.
2: I saw,
0: <laughs> I saw that. I'm so glad I'm recording in the H2N because then it's going to be the tag. Can I
5: just
3: press record again?
0: Uh, yeah, just make sure the cursor is at the right
5: spot. Thank you for listening to The Obsessive Viewer, presented by obsessiveviewer.com. You can find more of our episodes at ovpodcast.com, and you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast app. The Obsessive Viewer's theme song is An Eclipse of Events and is provided by Loudlike from their EP Mistakes We Must Make. You can find that and more great music from them on iTunes and like their Facebook page at facebook.com slash loudlikemusic. Any and all feedback on the podcast is encouraged. You can email the hosts individually at matt, tiny, or mike at obsessiveviewer.com or send an email to the podcast in general at podcast at obsessiveviewer.com. Check out the Obsessive Viewer blog at obsessiveviewer.com where we post movie and TV reviews and the occasional editorial about the business of entertainment. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash theobsessiveviewer and follow us on Twitter at obsessiveviewer, at Obsessive Tiny, and at I am Mike White. If you want more obsessive content in your life, check out our sister site obsessivebooknerd.com for book reviews, author spotlights, and a general celebration of reading. Finally, if you're philosophically curious, check out Tiny's side project podcast, The Secular Perspective, which explores the concepts of faith, religion, and existence from the perspective of secular hosts. You can find that at thesecularperspective.com and subscribe to the podcast on the podcatcher of your choice. Again, thank you so much for listening. We love you. Be excellent to each other.